2: On this episode of the SNSW Podcast, it's our monthly two-hour show, and at the quarter mark of the NFL season, we'll take a look at our AFC and NFC predictions to see how we've done so far. We'll also take a look at coaches in the NFL who should be filing for unemployment benefits and how the NFL has handled the COVID-19 pandemic, as positive tests on the Patriots, Titans, and Vikings have forced the NFL to reshuffle its schedule. But first, this episode is being brought to you by Boxo Crafts. Boxo is an arts and crafts-focused kid subscription box. Boxo is a parent-run company that combines creativity and convenience in one monthly package, delivered right to your door. Boxo's Premier box, Boxo Holidays, contains four separate art projects to get you and your family into the holiday spirit. Whether it's Halloween, Hanukkah, or Easter, they've got you covered with holiday fun. Boxo, we can't wait to see you create. Check out boxocrafts.com, and exclusively to our listeners, enter promo code SNSW for 10% off your first order. That's B-O-X-O-Crafts.com, promo code SNSW. The SNSW Podcast is a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with the New England flavor. The show notes and transcript of today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as our WordPress and Buzzsprout pages. If you're new to the show, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you generally get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media pages. All of our links will be in the show notes. And now, this is the SNSW Podcast. But it's all relative.
3: My name is Joel Malkin, and welcome into the Sunday Night Sports Wrap, the flagship show of the SNSW Podcast. We thank you all for joining us on Facebook uh, or afterwards, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you hear weird noises coming from my house, it's my small children that are running around after they just ate chocolate chip cookies. And we're going to get right into the NFL this week. And um, what, what we did a few weeks ago was give our predictions for the afc and nfc another uh episodes five and six of the snsw podcast which you can find anywhere you download your episodes uh your podcast episodes uh we went through and um mike dave and and bob gave their predictions for the nfc uh the nfc and myself, Craig, and Rayshon gave our predictions for the AFC and how the teams would finish through the year. And now that we've we reached week five, we're a week after the quarter poll of the NFL season, uh, we've done fairly well, guys. Um, I think we've hit on a lot. We've missed on a few, uh, one way or the other. Uh, so let's, let's go through the ones that we've hit on and missed on. Um, you know, we could talk about how we hit on the jets actually we missed on the jets because they stink uh but let's go through the ones we've hit on and we're gonna start with the first one and i i i I said it on the last live show uh i've become a fan of this team because of dave and that's the chicago bears who are currently four and one um with they've had two quarterbacks this season we all know that mitch trubisky got them through the first few weeks of the season they make the switch to nick Foles, and uh not only are they four and one but Nick Foles won his rematch against Tom Brady on Thursday night. And uh, we had them and you guys had them at nine and seven originally. Uh, That's looking pretty good for you guys. right now.
4: I feel like um, I I should have listened to DK and, and, and and to Bobby here. Yeah, I know. I said I was wrong. I should have listened, but like we didn't miss by that much. Right. We did say nine and seven. We'll be close to, and we'll still get our points. Um, But yeah, I think, I think, I even said in my argument for them, if they switched to Foles early on, that they had a chance to to win a lot of games.
1: Well, I'm gonna yeah. be right again. That's, that's I mean to be to be fair, I, I I came in and I wanted us to give them a higher record, and I was disappointed that we didn't. But all the reasons that I wanted, I gave to want to give the Mahari record turned out to not be the case. So <laughs> like, I was like, Mitch Trubisky, he went in there and he won the quarterback challenge. Yep. Like that guy's fired up. Like his job is threatened. He's going to get in there. And I made this impassioned speech. And that is absolutely not why they're doing well. So by now, to be fair, I was back in my gut. You know, you got to back your sure. guy. Um and if we had to listen, to me maybe just purely on the guess of the numbers, sure. But yeah, I didn't make any case that turned out to be true. <laughs> so you know, we do
0: have it in the hit column though. So yeah, so we'll take it. Yeah, exactly. I think I think this team ends up around eleven and five. I do think it's a little bit of a fraudulent four and one. Not gonna lie, the way that it, it has panned out. I, don't look at me just because I'm a Cowboys fan. All right, listen, I'm allowed to use fraudulent. Just
3: I think you're one of three no records record for the Cowboys. As a fraudulent.
0: Well,
1: uh, there's no such thing. as a fraudulent four and one. It, those are numbers. Numbers. Yes, right. It's it's, it's four wins and if one you, loss. All right. Yeah. No, all
0: right. I won't. I won't even and, go. And I'll the say argument. something else. I'll well, hang say, on. I'll say
1: something else. I won't even do it. Go ahead, Div. No, I'll say. I'll say. I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. I think that the the four and one. I think that the first few wins you could maybe criticize for being a little bit soft, but beating that Tampa Bay team that everybody has like been salivating over for the last few few months and for me to personally witness the first ever bears victory over tom brady um we were joking around before the show about when he juked brian urlacher i still maintain that's because brian urlacher didn't want to end his life but i think that (laughs) i think that 100 like he did and i've never seen like they beat us in the snow and we're supposed to be better in the snow and like all these terrible nights in my memory and always watching them with patriots fans obviously because of where we're all from and You know, we're seeing them beat a legitimate, legitimately good offense, you know, not like we, you know, we had a takeaway, but it's like not that kind of defense anymore. We're just kind of a preventative defense as opposed to ball hawks and to contain Tom Brady and then to have him lose count of the downs like an idiot on live on national television because we're just like that deep in his head. I mean, that was just such a satisfying thing to watch. And you have to admit that that legitimizes
0: them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. That last one was big. That was a big one
1: uh I'll put a pin
0: in
3: that Tom Brady point cuz we're going to come back to that later in the show um but I will stay uh in defense of Bob where he's saying that it's fraudulent it's okay if he says it's it's fraudulent cuz if you guys remember he wanted to jump teams okay. and come to, he wanted to jump teams and come to the AFC right, yeah. uh, mid show so <laughs> You know, it's let's let's give the guy a break. So the the next one you guys had, and I think this is one that everybody had was the Seattle Seahawks. We had him at 12. Oh, I'm sorry. That's
4: right. Mike, you didn't. No, but, no, no, no. That's also not true. Bob called them the most overrated.
0: Oh, team that's right. I NFC. did. I did. I came hot against them. And I have to say that that's not looking like a great take at this no. point. Ah, you
1: <laughs> idiot. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not looking
0: <laughs> great. I mean, when it comes to that offense, I don't think. There is a better. I mean, coming from a Cowboys fan, this is high praise. I don't think there's a better wide receiver core in the game besides Tyler Lockett, DK Matt, Metcalf. Those two guys are out of this world, and to have Russell Wilson throwing them the ball, they're going to be trouble in the NFC. They're going to be real trouble.
3: So the the biggest thing with that team, and Bobby, just so you you know, uh, there are people who have made careers in radio and the podcast game that have absolutely terrible takes. So you're on track. You're fine. Yeah. The the greatest part about that team is what you just said. And for a while, I thought that it was, it it was the team making, uh, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson, making DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett better as wide receivers, which I think is kind of true in a lot of ways, but, Pete Carroll has that team rallying around him, and it's it's like a bunch of it's like a college team. I mean we talked about it when they played the Patriots and the things that they were celebrating it's the tiny it's the small things and I guarantee you he has that written somewhere on some board in the facility it's celebrate the small things because that's exactly what they do, and it fires everybody up on that roster and they play so well I think twelve and four might be low. I think you guys are still going to get the points. I think they could get up to fourteen wins, yep,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I don't disagree with that at this point.
3: So the other one, you, uh, you guys- know what? I
1: do disagree. Actually, I got to. I'm sorry to stall this here, but oh, I think that, like, yeah, offensively they're incredibly explosive, but I think that they do still have some weaknesses in their game that maybe we weren't found out yet. Like, if if anybody's illegitimate at like uh, a very positive record right now, it's like it's most people, right? Because of the how the NFL season started, like the way that the preseason, like having no preseason, coming in tons of weird injuries, like all this different stuff. Like, I feel like. Any of the five and O teams, like any of the four and one teams, like any of the any of the four and O teams, like the Steelers, any of them could just take a huge nosedive because so the none Bears of, nobody's. Could be fraudulent. But the Bears might be the least fraudulent by my logic. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, Bobby like, oh. I'm ready. Because we, because we had to change stuff on the fly, you know, and like learn on the fly, like everybody else. And we got like a break because of that, because everybody was kind of learning on the fly this season. Like there was a lot of things that people were adjusting to. So when was the last time you saw a team? To switch a quarterback and have it work out well in the middle of a season, like ever, you know, like well, when in you have very- that
3: situation, I, I think it can cause Trubisky, I, I think we can all argue or, or all say, I mean, you can argue with me if you want, but he's an average quarterback. Like he's serviceable. He can get the job below, below. Yeah. but, but Nick Foles is underrated to me. I think he's underrated.
1: But my point was about the Seahawks though, was that, yes, I agree. He is underrated, but I think that if you look at those teams, those infl- like not inflated, but science, Semi-inflated records. They all have like very veteran quarterbacks, and those are guys that, if in an injury-prone season, you can't really bet on finishing out a season. Like Aaron Rodgers is storming right now, but like he's so susceptible to getting like going down because he's he's old. You know, like Drew Brees, he's old.
0: Why are those teams?
1: Why? Yeah, Russell Wilson. He's like older. Like, why are these teams doing better? The veteran, the veteran-led teams, because like they needed less time to adjust. I feel like there will be a sort of evening out. Uh, of, of a few of them sooner than you might think, but that's just my unscientific prediction.
3: So speaking of uh, a non-veteran led team, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are led by Kyler Murray, um, who I was, I, I, I know we're very early into his second season in the league, but I may have been wrong about this guy because I said that he was going to be susceptible to injury, but I like the way he plays. He plays like a gritty veteran and you guys nailed it. You you put them in well, I don't want to say you nailed it yet, but to this point, they're three and two. You you put them in at ten and six for their final record. I think that's really fair. I, I mean eight and eight would be good for this team because Mike, I think you you put a lot of stock into this Cardinals team and so did Bobby. This might be one that Bobby is, is right on. Um, but I really like watching this team. And I think with Deandre Hopkins, you have Larry Fitzgerald, who is seemingly not there, but he's there. Um, you have, Andy I thought Monsimella, he was a ghost,
1: right? I thought, have- I thought cause they keep dragging his corpse out out of the field. I'm like, what is Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald doing here? Like get him in a suit and give him a microphone. The poor man.
3: Right. <laughs> uh, he's, gonna, he's going to be an awesome, right? I I've always loved Larry Fitzgerald, but um, they have Edmonds at running back. Currently they have Andy Isabella. Like they have all these guys uh, that if they're not named Deandre Hopkins or Kyler Murray or Larry Fitzgerald, you don't know who they are, but they're getting the job done.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I think for, for Arizona, like Murray needed someone that he could throw the ball to 15 times a game that would catch the ball 13 times. Right. And for a hundred and something yards. Larry Fitzgerald at this point of his career probably can't. He doesn't have a lot of 150 yard games left in him, right? So now he, I think you're going to see a resurgence in Fitzgerald at the end of the year. Like they will go to him on like fourth and five, and he'll make the catch because he's just that good. And and I think Murray and and that entire team. I mean, that's a, that's one of the toughest divisions in football because we all got the Rams wrong too, right? So th- that's going to be a good one. Uh, but I- I'm really impressed with, with what I've seen so far from, from the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I just think Hopkins brought a, a, a different element to this offense that when you add a number one into a team that already had weapons all around, you put DeAndre Hopkins into that offense and it just changes everything for Kyler because now – you have to double DeAndre, which means Andy Isabella is going to be running wide open downfield. Chase Edmonds does have some space. Kenyon Drake's not facing eight in the box every single time. Right. You know what I mean? So so to see the Cardinals actually do what I thought they were going to do is nice just because of, of seeing DeAndre take that team to that next level. I love it.
3: You can hang I your hat like on. Murray.
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say a guy like Larry Fitzgerald helping
1: out a guy like Kyler Murray, yeah. too. You know, like, yeah. that veteran, like I was talking about veterans leading teams yes. right now in like a very weird NFL season are obviously going to do a little bit better than guys who haven't been around as long. But if you have Larry Fitzgerald near you, and like also to your point, Mike, of how they're using uh, Fitz is very similar to how we're using Jimmy Graham, not to keep talking about the Bears, but like we're using Jimmy Graham in like the exact same way. It's like very situational. Like the Patriots sort of invented this, right? Like, right. like okay, we'll bring a guy in and just use him for these like situations that we can either manufacture or try to manufacture or they kind of naturally emerge in games. And like, that's how we get the edge. And I think like more and more teams are adopting it and you can't switch Larry Fitzgerald into a role like that. It's like, oh, we can just like throw it up to him. He's still taller than everybody else. Like he's still, he might not have the vert, but like he can always, he's so reliable. He can always catch the ball. He might not beat a guy, but he can turn inside a guy and like, and make a play, you know, what? but not take attention away. And you still have to worry about him. Like yeah. if Jimmy Graham, if Jimmy Graham's on the field, if Larry Fitzgerald's on the field, you have to game plan for him, regardless of how old he is, because you just they'll find they're crafty now. Like they can do stuff.
0: My What's, favorite sorry, my badger. My favorite part about that combo though is how much I think Larry Fitzgerald was gonna extend DeAndre Hopkins' career. Cause if you remember back to what Larry Fitz was when he first started, he was DeAndre Hopkins. He was the guy, if he got into the open field, it was over. Yep. And that's exactly who DeAndre Hopkins was, and Larry Fitzgerald was able to make that transition to that slot guy, to that tight end ga- guy, so seamlessly that I'm really excited to see what happens to Hopkins five, six, seven years down the line to see if he can, you know, rejuvenate his career later as soon as he starts to lose that athletic ability. So I think if that Kyler combo Murray is so nice.
1: If Kyler Murray doesn't get killed before then, then well, well so that, that's, I'm that's what I scared least. When I look at him, Touche, like, yeah, so yeah. little.
3: That's that was going to be one of my points is what's great about Larry Fitzgerald is he's coming towards the end of his career. DeAndre Hopkins can like thank his lucky stars that um, the guy we're going to talk about later in the show, Bill O'Brien, traded him to Arizona and put him in a phenomenal situation. You're talking about a a head coach in his early 40s. You're talking about a quarterback who is very young and you have a wide receiver that you're not going to have to compete for catches or, or playing time with because he's just going to, like Bobby just said, extend your career and help you. And for Kyler Murray, you have Larry Fitzgerald who has been through good quarterbacks, Kurt Warner, uh, bad quarterbacks. Um, He's been through really everything with that Arizona team. So, there's no competition for him at the quarterback position either so all he can all he's going to do with kyler is is coach him up so maybe they don't even put a suit on him and hand him a microphone dave maybe maybe they put a headset on him and put him on the sideline to coach right so somebody who's who's got a fire in their neighborhood Nobody, Wait, nobody sorry. knows. Oh, it's
0: Dave. Sorry. It's Dave in LA. It's in LA. Where else would it be? Yeah. Yeah. Where else? Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine, Dave. It was just, it was just like, where is that? I was like, well, it's either, it's probably either Rayshon or Dave. Cause you know, LA or, or Boston, those are the only ones, but Rayshon was muted. So,
0: or it's just in your head. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's, the so sirens they, are they, definitely they just did that. Cause he wanted to let everybody know that
0: Chicago is on fire.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. He was like, All right, I can shut off the uh the, the sound bite now. So uh Bobby, you can hang your hat on your on the Cardinals prediction here because here are the ones you can't hang your hat on. Fair. Uh the Dallas Cowboys coming into today are one and three. They could be two and three at the end of this game because they're now back on top. But you guys had them at ten and six. Bobby, you initially wanted them at twelve and four. Uh you guys Right, as of right now, have swung and missed on the Dallas Cowboys, and we all know what the problem is in Dallas, so uh, how'd you miss?
0: So it's, it's just that coming into this season, I don't think anyone ever thought the Cowboys defense was not just going to be bad, but be literally the worst statistical defense in the history of the NFL through four weeks. They have given up 37 points a game. Last game against the Cleveland Browns, that's right, the Cleveland Browns who actually, you know, might not be that bad. But still, 300 yards rushing against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that is, that is, those are stats that you see Ohio State put up against Youngstown State. You know what I mean? Like, this defense is so bad that even in a putrid NFC East, I, I, I'll be happy. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, I was happy when you guys gave me 10 wins. With this defense, I'll be happy with eight to nine.
4: I mean, you picked them at twelve and four. I had them at ten and six, and I think DK well, had them at like eight and eight or seven and nine, right? Seven so and we, nine. Yeah, so we, seven and nine. We're like, okay, we'll, we'll just meet in the middle, and we might not get a point for them. That's how yeah, bad exactly. they are, dude. That's how bad they are.
0: The thing is, though, is as bad as that defense is, we still might, to be honest, that eight and eight, ten nine and seven seems pretty accurate, just because of how bad that division is. S- seven and I mean,
4: nine might win that division.
0: Right? Exactly. So I mean. Do we still get a point if they go to the playoffs and we miss the record, but we pick them to go to the playoffs?
1: No, 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 we're not, we're not giving charity points. Away That's like double of consolation because it's bad. Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> yeah, of, bad <laughs> Dallas Cowboys <laughs> takes yeah. uh, it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, great. Look, here's the thing. I mean, it's gotta be brutal as a, as a Cowboys fan to be nice. watching them because their offense is, is so uh, productive, you know, like Dak throws for so many yards. You have Zeke, you have Cooper who's doing great for me in fantasy. So, You know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you watch that and then it's like the polar opposite when that defense comes on the field and you're not going to be able to play the Falcons every week. So, (laughs) yeah, getting beat by the Browns is still embarrassing, Bobby. It's not like I know they're better, but it's still embarrassing when you lose
0: to the Browns. Like that stigma hasn't worn off yet. So in a typical Cowboys fashion, they couldn't just get blown out. You know what I mean? They couldn't just lose (laughs) 41 to 14. (laughs) They had to come all the way back. Get my heart right back in it. I had turned the game off. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was driving home. I had it on the radio, and I just was like, you know what? I'm so done with this. And then all of a sudden, it was 4124. Turned it back on. 4136. Was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. And then OBJ just makes them look like. Like a pop Warner football team, it just runs it <laughs> yeah. right up.
1: The, it was, you know what? It, you let him have a breakout game too. You let him get his career back on track. That's yeah. how, you know, that's how serious. In literally that was. one game. It so looks so, like. So you're, so, so you're, a so, you're the so
5: Bobby. So your nickname became "It's over" for for that for oh, that yeah. moment. Oh yeah, yeah became yeah, me yeah. for that. <laughs> We, we it was right. I channel
0: I channel my ratio on Celtics depression with, with, yeah. with the Cowboys, and there's no doubt about that. Like it comes <laughs> it comes from a, a dark place inside of me that like I don't even realize what I'm saying until it's like ten minutes later and I finally like come back to Earth and I'm like, wait, what what? All right. I'm just yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's
5: real. I I just wanted you to admit that to everybody. So I
0: mean, the, right. the,
4: hold on. The next two are going to make you feel so much better, Bobby, because Joe's about to lead us into the place where I was. I was. I was wrong again.
3: Do you hear? Do you guys hear? It how does hard make it me is feel better. say I, I know. It? He's like, I I, I wrong. So the next one. So you guys had the Cowboys winning the NFC East at this point. My dad thinks we should
0: get a point for the record.
3: uh, Well, (laughs) no.
0: (laughs) No, also a Cowboys fan, also a Cowboys fan.
3: The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. right? So the next team, uh, first of all, you guys had the Cowboys winning the NFC East at this point. um, The Washington football team could still win the NFC East. So, but we'll put that on the back burner, but another team you had winning a division, is the detroit lions and they are currently one in three
0: we is a heavy
4: word yeah i, I think i think that yeah. i just need to take i mean I, this should be like yeah. your you're taking seconds on yeah just just to unload on me because this was no my
1: no we don't we don't need to unload on you we knew at the time it was a terrible prediction it was we did it you know for the good of a laugh which is always a, a, a dutiful and honorable thing to do especially yeah. when you're trying to entertain people um you know, to make yourself look that stupid in front of all of our listeners is a brave choice. No shame. And I no think shame. I think we've I think we've hit you with this paddle enough. Like, Bobby still wants to, it seems, but I
5: think... No, I'll, <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm here for it. Do it. Do it. Let's I, get it. I, I will <laughs> just say, I
1: will
4: Listen, just say that before, you, before you come at me, Bobby, I will be closer to the Lions pick than you were to the Cowboys pick. <laughs>
0: That's so wait possible.
1: a second. So wait a second. You were like, oh, you guys can just lay it on me. I deserve it. And then you wait, had to like and bust, then, and then stab Bobby in the back. chest yeah.
3: before That's he a, even are spoke. Are you kidding me? <laughs> listen, Mike, listen. Mike's been doing that since the day he met Bobby. Who are you kidding?
0: Yeah, this is... <laughs> way we, we don't need to talk about the throw-up story from this week, all right? <laughs> but no, So, so the only... The worst part about that Lions pick was that you couldn't have been more sure about it. Like the look in your eye when you made that pick was just like, you were like, this is happening guys. It's happening. And no but matter, same- no, hey, matter man, but it- no matter what we did, to argue against it. We, we would throw facts out. We were like, Patricia is the way, you know, nope, you're But nope, he you're said Patricia real. was
3: bad. But he yeah. even said in the same sentence, he said that Detroit was going to win the division. Said that Patricia was one of the worst coaches in the NFL. He, and offered, that's...
1: No, he offered no real backup no. to his argument. He just but had, a he was it. actually, he was actually more wrong about he like, I, like, I don't know why this was the story. Like, this is the thing Here we that I like, picked up. The, the real story of that at that division which is when we yeah. started with and he's driving the car and he drove us right off a bridge in the first yeah. division was what he was like let me just tell you guys something right now aaron yeah. Rodgers is washed he's not going to do anything <laughs> he's they drafted a quarterback he knows that his t- his days are numbered and aaron Rodgers came in and is having a career year yeah. like all over mike just all yeah. over him and so, i just So while Mike was swinging it around
3: talking about the Detroit lions, he missed on the Packers too. So that's the nice transition. And I'm going to let Dave, I'm going to let Dave finish his point right here because he was, um, I think this one we can also attribute to Mike as well, who said the Packers would finish, uh, six and 10. Uh, they already have four of those six wins
1: after (laughs) week five. Mike, Mike, the worst part oh, about that. The, no, if no, no, just... no, no. He said, Dave, okay, you pipe down <laughs> and you take your talking to, okay. <laughs> the worst part about that was that you had like a person who has a team in that division and you lumped me in with Bobby where you knew Bobby was going to be like irrational and like completely absurd about the Cowboys. But like, I came to you with like a decent argument for all of these teams, except I actually was like, so biased with when it came to the Packers, even more so than the Bears. I was like, Yeah, Mike, tell them, tell them, give them that six and ten record. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, as much as I'm calling you out for it, I was very like, Yeah, they are going to finish six and ten. Yeah. Like, when was the last time I saw the Packers have a losing season? The, the only Never. Thing, so, the only thing I was going to so, say is yeah. the,
4: the Packers pick was more unanimous than it wasn't. Like, I got them all. 100%. The That's fair. Okay, you know yeah,
0: what? No, That's it, why it didn't
1: you, become I mean. a story. That's why it didn't yeah. become a story. Because yeah. yeah. I, I was like, so, Hell yeah. yeah.
0: Moral of the story is when we get in passion, please never listen to me and Mike and DK <laughs> is always going to be right. That's the way it comes down to it. Is that because me and Mike will just argue each other off a cliff to the point where like, we're both, we don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Sure. That's such like, a oh dangerous guys,
1: declaration. Cause my I've my been gosh, right by accident, like right. maybe seven different times this year. Well, that's, well, what, <laughs> that's what we mean is that <laughs> we're like, no,
0: this is right. This is right. Nope. We're both really wrong. Anybody (laughs) that's listened
3: to the podcast, uh, which you can find by searching the SNSW podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Uh, If you've listened, that's kind of the MO of all of us, right? Like I always kind of feel like uh, Mike is definitely a voice of reason when it (laughs) comes to a lot of things, but Dave and Ray Sean are always the ones where they're like, here's the facts. This is what it's, this is what it's going to come out like. And then, and then they somehow hit on these wild things, except if it's basketball, then Rayshon's Rayshon should probably just be the commissioner of the NBA. uh, He's too emotionally
1: invested. He's too emotionally invested. So he can't, he can't come. He can't come with the same statistics. That's that's right.
3: Dave, you're not as emotionally. I feel like you're not as emotionally invested in the bears as it's because it's honestly,
1: if the thing, the reason I'm able to be impartial about the Celtics or the bears is because Liverpool take up such a, a bandwidth in my head. And nobody wants to hear me talk about them because you would think I was a babbling crazy person if I had to talk about them week to week. Like, as if, if you think Sean is like <laughs> overly attached to the Celtics. If we miss one pass, like I start burning things in my house. So, right,
3: like Bobby was with Dak early it's just, in this game. It,
1: it's exactly so. It's but it's we can't yeah. have too much of that. We get to point and laugh at Bobby about the Cowboys, but. And like make fun of Rayshawn in the Slack about the Celtics, but like you, you you can only take so much crazy in this thing, you know. Well, what I
3: the, mean? The, uh, you're right because the way Bobby talks about the Cowboys being down to the Giants in Week Five, you would think they were losing the frigging Super Bowl. So uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to the AFC because uh, Ray, yeah, please, Craig, please. I I feel like I feel like we were more right than than these guys when it, uh, especially when it came to like uh, you know how they were absolutely completely wrong about the nfc north i feel like we were a little bit better but our teams were kind of easier to hit on too so i'm going to give them that uh we hit on the the ravens and the chiefs were two of the big ones because how would you not hit on the ravens and chiefs Though so the chiefs did lose today they did get beat today which was kind of a big deal right so uh the, we had the ravens at 13 and three the chiefs at 14 and two both of those teams are four and one after week five
2: oops
5: yeah, I mean, I, I think with those teams, man, um, especially with Baltimore, because, you know, Mike came and me calling them paper champions and I I felt disrespected by that statement. <laughs> but I think that, uh, you know, I mean, Baltimore hasn't been world beaters, but I mean, four on one is still four on one. So they've been great with the run. Uh, Lamar Jackson does have to play better, though, because they, they did look like it uh, looked like a JV team. Against Kansas City a couple weeks ago, I, I will say that. So you hear you hear me saying it, Mike. I, I was wrong in that Kansas City game. I did think that no, both points no, no. are winning. You're
4: saying you're wrong about a, a about a win a game. Of I was Does wrong about a game. Games? Yes, Does I was count? wrong Does about a
5: game, count? sir. I'm, I'm allowed to say that. Can I? Can I do that? Can well, I, you can you I,
3: can say that, you but want. you have to remember that Mike was just wrong about an entire season for two teams. in The end,
4: right, and in the I could be wrong game. about the
5: game. So who, who's better in that, in that regard? Right. So
3: I
4: guess you hey, are, right, Sean, You're better. You're better. Okay. Okay. Thank you. know,
5: yeah, you don't have to patronize. Just be. Just be no. <laughs> uh, one other team no, that no, I yeah threw- yeah Baltimore has been been decent overall and obviously I mean Kansas City's still the cream of the crop obviously you know um, Mahomes is still otherworldly you know uh, me and Joe do not just do not agree with Craig's take on Mahomes so we want to make that clear again we do not agree actually none of us on here agree with that take on Patrick Mahomes so you know uh, Mahomes is still the cream of the crop he's he's, he's that guy. You know he made a hell of a throw earlier today, where he just um, basically made like a baseball play on the football field, which was just nuts. But yeah, Kansas City and Baltimore—they like I said they—they're the they should be the AFC championship uh, cont- uh contestants.
3: So here's another one we we nailed. Really brought it home with this one. The Jets are zero yeah. five. I actually think we I think we may have missed it, but we're still going to get the point because I think they could go zero sixteen because Adam Gase is a complete clown.
5: And I, I, I hope they do. I, I really do because I have, I have a few New Yorkers friends that actually are Jets fans, which I'm, you know, I, I don't I know, how know you made existed. that choice. Is oh, there anything more insulting?
1: Is there anything more insulting than a Patriots fan being like, "Oh, I really hope the Jets like do okay this year." Like, there's the charity in his voice right now <laughs> that yeah, is like, you know I mean? it's just you such know? a ba- it's such a slap with the back of the hand, and like everybody can tell. <laughs> it's like just feeling. No, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I hope you guys I mean, win a couple games. Right, you know, it, but it's it's it, it, it really
5: you know, There's a reason why they say JT has just end the season. The season ended the moment you stepped onto the field. So, Adam GaSe, you got to go, Le'veon Bell. Looks like, I mean, he hasn't been on the field, no, so and I don't blame him. To me, I, would, I wouldn't I would even play. They say, oh, you know, uh, you got your money, Le'Veon. Sit on the sideline, watch the team take L's, and then leave in the offseason.
1: I know who it, knew it, that this was, was going to happen? You know who knew that was going to happen? Pittsburgh. Everyone. <laughs>
3: yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's what, what, I, that's what right. I was going to say. I, I've said it, and we've said it once. We'll say it a million times. The worst move that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell made in their careers was leaving Pittsburgh. Don't know, know it's why it's like
0: they did it. when the Jets signed Levion, didn't everyone know that this is exactly where that signing was going to end up? I mean, I know I did a hundred percent. When they signed him, I knew 14 carries for fifty seven yards was going to be in Le'Veon's future a lot.
5: So was it would you say it's like when Emerson went to the Cardinals? It's just like, What are you doing? Even though he was much older, obviously, but it was one of those type of things it's like, Oh, he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything here in, in Arizona, like
0: You can't, I don't know.
5: I just feel like situations matter, obviously. And even though Mike Tomlin didn't always get to the biggest games, but he's been consistent in Pittsburgh. And I felt like he was the best coach for those, those players, obviously, like we just mentioned. So,
3: but that situation was different. That situation was different too, because Le'Veon and AB were in the primes of their career. Like if AB doesn't leave Pittsburgh, I would almost guarantee you that all of the stuff that came out and happened while he was in new England doesn't happen and doesn't come out. And he's, he's safe in that Pittsburgh bubble to call it something. I I just, you can't, you you,
4: you can't threaten a a girl and their kid on a text thread in 2020 or no, 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 no,
3: absolutely. And I'm not condoning that or or saying that that was okay, but maybe it doesn't happen if he just stays there and shuts his mouth.
5: Yeah. You don't, you don't get cleaned out by Vontae's perfect, perfect either. As like soon as that happened, that changed everything for him. I like think, people get people. I feel like people downplay that hit. It was like, well, people get hit all the time. No, he he got he got his him. ass rocked. Yeah. Like
3: he, he hang got on. Rocked. Craig. Craig has something to say. Craig, Craig, say say your piece.
2: You know what the Jets plus minus is? Uh, oh, point
0: bad. five, point five. It's it's uh, well. It's negative seventy six. Oh, you mean that's for high. points allowed? Point. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Oh, yeah.
5: They have I mean, so like, plus minus. Like, I-,
3: I always think about basketball.
5: Play, yeah, Cowboys. Like,
3: yeah. Wait. So-, oh. so quickly. So quickly. Before we move into week five of the NFL, our misses uh, were number one. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with this one first because they're four and no, We had them at ten and six. I think we're going to still get the point for it because I think they can finish with ten to eleven wins. But they're they're much better than we had them because we didn't even give them a playoff spot. I think they're going to end up being in the playoffs. And um, do you guys have anything on Pittsburgh? Because I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
0: Yeah, the only thing I'd say about Pittsburgh, which kind of goes back to the conversation we were just having, is I don't think Big Ben ever has gotten enough credit for what he did in Pittsburgh. You see it now where he's making wide receivers look like Pro Bowl wide receivers every single year it doesn't matter who him. is
1: but he also i as you know i watch a lot of the pittsburgh steelers because uh, yeah. my fiance is a massive pittsburgh steelers fan i haven't seen ben play like this in a long time and i think it's because this is the first time this is the healthiest he's been in years
0: uh, yeah. I agree. I think, that yeah. shoulder yeah.
1: injury i, I think he, was yeah. i think he's been beat up and i think this is just a reminder of him what he looks like when he's not beat up and i think they did a smart thing by when he went down just being like okay let's call this season a wash let's not try to force him back in <laughs> and make sure that he goes in there and what's well, so funny, Craig. What am I missing? Bobby,
2: I know what he's laughing at. I know what he's dying at. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, what happened? Oh what
5: no.
0: Happened? <laughs> Dak just Gordon Haywarded man.
5: So, <laughs> some some someone just texted me. Oh my god,
4: Dak
1: Gordon, that, Yeah, is he? Wow. He's
0: hurt?
4: He's dead. Yeah, he just got
0: hurt, yeah. Craig's Don't laughing
1: hysterically. Craig, Craig, that's awful. <laughs> Tag Prescott's horribly. All right, all right.
3: So <laughs> this the, the last, the last team, the last team we missed on, and I'm gonna also preface this by saying uh, I think that this is gonna turn their season around. But we missed on the Houston Texans, who are one and four. We had them at nine and seven. Yeah, I think I think things are gonna change in Houston. Uh, with with Bill O'Brien gone, and I think we're going to be all right. And I know, well, Bobby just like signed off here. Yeah, yeah he's, I,
4: he's I, crying into a pillow. L- somewhere.
3: Listen, I am too. It's my fantasy quarterback too. So, um, I I think we missed at the time on the Texans, but I think they're going to be okay. Um, and and we'll get into why when we get into the rundown uh, of, of the week.
4: I, what, what, okay, all right, so I am a stickler for the rules. So you do have to pick your third uh, miss because you guys only put two on that list. That's number one. But number two, the Texans have a knack for starting 0-3, 0-4, and still somehow finishing 9-7. and I mean, they, they, they did it, what, three years ago? What, 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 they also had Hopkins. But this is not uncharted territory, and it speaks more to how bad that, that division actually is. Which, by the way, you picked three of those division uh, teams to make the playoffs.
3: Yes, yes, we did. Um, and I, I still would say that that is – we go. Here we Still, go. It, it, okay, Detroit Lions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, Stop, uh, stop it. Stop who it. are you with a valid opinion over there? Uh, yeah, you, so, you kidding me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll offer up. I'll offer up a third miss because I had these guys at a better record, and and Craig and Rayshon brought me down a little bit on this. I'm going to say I missed on the New England Patriots because yeah. I think I I think ten and six might happen but they're not as good as i thought they were going to be say, say wait, that you one call, more time sir you
1: call, wait you called the patriots to go 10 and 6 no i what called th- them to go like no, we know and me and Craig said no, and i'm six. saying your team i'm saying your what did your team call them 10 and 6 okay great so but what you think they're going to do worse than 10 and 6 is this your this is what I, you're coming I, in with
3: i still think we're going to get a point
1: but i think oh, so nine I, and, I think so nine are only going win i think okay. nine and
3: seven is realistic.
1: I think I might think the Patriots are better than you think they are then. Cause like, and I'm not even a Patriots fan, but I think they'll finish 10. I think you're well, hit the nail on the head. I think you're cruising to a definite score with that. They're going to be 10 and 16.
3: I, I think, and, and again, something to put a pin in until we get to it. Uh, uh, their game has been canceled this week again, sorry, their game has been postponed against the Denver Broncos this week um, and, and scheduled for next week. And we'll get into that. Cause that has uh, created an entire cluster F in the NFL, but I think if and and Cam Cam is healthy, and I think if they had James White against Seattle, that game might turn out differently, and maybe we have a different opinion of Seattle at this point. But they haven't had everybody on the field together at the same time, so maybe ten and six is right. But I I think I think we I I may have missed on that.
4: Can, can I can I just make a, a a situational hot take right now before we transition to week five, Joe? Is that okay?
3: Yes, absolutely.
4: Andy Dalton will will lead the Dallas Cowboys to a division title, and will be the starter next year for the Dallas Cowboys. Did you just see
0: that, though? Oh, I know. That, Oh my lord! I that, that seen is yet. Gordon Hayward's. That guys. That 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 was bad.
3: Did he break his ankle?
0: Oh my oh. God! Did he break his ankle? Should we show the folks at home, Craig? Pull it up. Oh, it, it's so. We we will be pulled viewer, off. Viewer discretion advised. That's yeah, we can't I'm do saying. that but uh, but like go Whatever. check see go, it you can see on. it i don't no, want
4: to derail so. up, but like go go check it out because we can't yes. show you because we'll get sued or fined or taken off but, like go check it out but
1: Andy Dalton is uh greater than Dak Prescott that's not and, a good take because it wasn't the quarterback's problem it was the pro- quarterback wasn't the problem in Dallas they have still <laughs> a terrible defense <laughs> as
3: as Andy Dalton gets sacked for a loss of 5 um uh, shook so we've now told you our hits <laughs> and misses. And again, I'm sorry. I'm just shook right it's now. So, guys. No, let man. Seeing Dak I mean, crying it's, it's coming, coming off the, the sidelines. Line. I
5: love you, man. I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. That, hey, that makes, if it makes you feel go better. Go five and 11. One of my most important fantasy leagues, um, Gardner Minshew, is now my starting quarterback. So I guess I could have worse problems, right? Yeah. Um, so, if you so again, that was us going through our, our hits and misses of our predictions for the NFL. Uh, if you haven't listened to episodes five and six where we make those predictions, go wherever you find your podcast after you finish watching us now and you know, or, or after you finish listening to us when this comes out. Um, but listen to those and, and you can laugh at us now through five weeks and, um, uh, definitely wrong on the Cowboys after that. So, moving on to week five, um, of the NFL, and so we talked about this one a little bit. So I want to get back to it because it kicked off the week—the uh, Brady v. Foles rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Two uh, between the Bears and the Bucks on Thursday Night Football. Um, uh, Dave, I'm I'm impressed by your Bears, and and I I think that defense is pretty darn good. Uh, I, I, Khalil Mack is kind of quarterbacking that defense and and playing very well. Um, I think that offense has enough weapons to get things done. Uh, I was very impressed with them and how they shut down the Buccaneer offense on on Thursday night. And I, I think that they were part of that reason why Tom Brady was confused at the end of that game. I think that they just they knew how to beat Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, I love I love having a good defense. Like as a Bears fan or a Ravens fan or any of those types of uh, franchises, the fan base loves having a good defense. I, for a long time, have been worried about this defense because I feel like they're actually not playing to their potential. We saw a few seasons ago when uh, Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator, they were like absolute ball hawks, and they could just take the ball off teams at will, much like their 2006 version of the Bears defense that basically got them to that Super Bowl. But um, I I think these days we, we chase the ball a little bit less, but I think it makes game management a little bit easier. So I think... It's a little less hectic when they play now and they, they, they're, they're getting a lot better at managing the clock and, and moving the ball. I think that Mitch got a little bit of a tough shake because I think a lot of it was mental. I think he did have the talent, but he just couldn't handle the pressure. And if there's anyone, I mean, Nick Foles reminds me a little bit of Jay Cutler in, with his demeanor, but I think he's just like less of an asshole, huh. which is, is great, you know, cause he, he doesn't seem to get rattled. He can shake a lot of stuff off. Um, and obviously this is the most I've really seen him play consistently, because I wasn't, you know, watching a ton of regular season Jacksonville games last year, and I I really only followed the storyline of him him coming in for Wentz in the Eagles, and I think he's perfect, and I and I love that Nagy has the ability to change his offense around so easily because he used to be an offensive coordinator, he knows the stuff, and you know have Nick Foles go and beat a Tom Brady led and a very good Tom Brady led uh, Tampa Bay team, sure. and the biggest thing for me is Mac is a is was a good mention because. He's finally penetrating again. He had a bad year last year, and he's finally getting to the QB again like he used to, and that changes games, man. You know, because when he hits somebody, he can take the ball away from him. I know you had a hot take about the Bears, Bobby. Are you are you suitably calmed down to tell us what? what it yeah, was? I'm okay now. Um,
0: we just scored a touchdown, so it's okay. Um, Andy yeah, we're okay. But so I, I completely agree with you on that Khalil Mack take. I think that there's only one other player in the league that disrupts a game like. Khalil Mack does. And that is Aaron Donald. I think I those two. Yeah, I think those two are on their own level when it comes to what a single uh, one single defensive player can do to disrupt the game because you see it every time you watch the Bears It's like no matter what every single player like, OK, where is Mac? Where is Mac? And that's the same thing with the Rams. Where is Where is Donald? And and to have that much focus around one guy just frees everything up so much for the rest of the defense, and lets them just play their game, which is what I think you're seeing the Bears defense do right now.
4: I, I mean, obviously, it, it it did so much of that because Tom Brady been to been in the league 21 years now, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a 10 Super. He's been to nine Super Bowls, won six of them. He didn't know that it was fourth down.
3: Yeah.
1: So yeah, so he, he was shook. He I, was shook. But. but but you, know, I don't know if that's actually why. Like to me, that was reminiscent of their entire game. Like they were sloppy on offense. Yeah, they had a the ton. Way. Like I, I think the refs overcalled. If you watched our Sunday night sports wrap, SNSW uh, Instagram live or Instagram story, I was very angry at the refs for for both ways of calls because I think they were overcalling it, which has been a kind of a theme this season. But whatever, we won't I get guess. into that. I um I they were so sloppy and you've never seen Tom Brady have to deal with that doesn't happen on a bill Belichick team. And I think that he was livid is, is why I think he lost track of the downs. I think he was the angriest. I've one of the angriest I've ever seen him. You guys have watched him more than me, but one of the angriest I've ever seen him. And I think he was just seeing red. So he, and that's what blew the game for them. Cause I don't think he's ever had to deal with the lack of professionalism he saw on his offensive line, like, or, or on the other side of the ball.
3: So two questions on that. Are the Buccaneers, what we thought on your book and head, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers
1: are on your book and head, Joe,
3: are the Buccaneers what we thought they were going to be. I
4: thought they but, were going to be better. Didn't you guys? Well, I mean, I think we all I, I think we all do it right. We see like we see the roster and we go. "Oh, That's a lot of talent like that's That's 13 wins right there. But as everyone pointed out paper, on that show. Paper champions? Yeah. Yeah. As everyone pointed out on that show, uh like, first of all, no preseason. No preseason, no time to actually uh, get to get in the camp and to work with with, with these guys. I still think they're going to they're go eleven and five. I mean, that, that's still probably going to happen. Um, but just to piggyback on Dave's point before I I, I I turn it over, if you read the blog that we posted to the SNSW website, Tom Brady never had to worry about other people being where they're supposed to be or doing their job right, and now he does, and he's still the greatest of all time. Don't I, that, that, on there, that that will never change, but you're seeing it. When's the last time you saw him like you, to your point, Dave, so frustrated about basic routine things happening on both sides of the ball. in the Patriots didn't happen because it didn't happen.
3: So that's the second point. And, and I know Bobby, you're going to play off of this anyway. So I'm, I'm going to kind of roll into what you're going to say, going to that exact point when he was in, and this is nothing against Bruce Arians because I think Bruce Arians is a very good coach, but he's not Bill Belichick. Right? So In New England, to Dave's point, Tom Brady didn't have to keep track of everything that was going on because Bill Belichick and that coaching staff and the players, Bill Belichick and the coaching staff did a lot of that as well, and the players were all held accountable. Now he's in a different situation. So does not having Bill Belichick uh, lessen uh, lessen that intensity from the team and drop that much more uh, responsibility on Tom?
0: I mean, I think it absolutely does. Uh, I, I, one of my favorite tweets, I don't, I don't even think it was real, but seeing um, Ian Rappaport a fake tweet after the game, it was Tom Brady telling someone, listen, you should have told me it was fourth down. Listen, you don't have you don't have Bill Belichick to remind you of these things anymore. Yes.
3: Yeah. And, and seeing that just
0: like at first, I believed it, which I think is so telling for what Tom Brady actually is going through right now. My second take is this Tampa Bay team better with Jameis Winston as quarterback. I I honestly think they might be because. H- hell you, no. Do you hell see? No. OK, but but do you see no. Brady stretching the field at all with these wide receivers that he has? At no, but he's also not Evans, only six picks. A but game. Mike Evans never had two receptions for two yards with Jameis as quarterback. He had seven catches with 189 yards and two touchdowns. What is Brady doing that Jameis couldn't do? If anything, Jameis can do more than what Brady is doing. You, you think about that? It. You can't make that statement yet because he but, he's still
1: figuring out his receivers. I, he's still I don't figuring out how like the offense is still adjusting. He came into this offense;
0: it wasn't built around him. Right, but so I'm just saying, fair. you don't do you think the Bucks have a better record right now with Brady than if they had Jameis?
1: Yes, I don't and, know and if they would have won a game if Jameis was. Yeah,
5: right. if
0: exactly. so so, oh, no, no. oh, god, like, are, but, are, you, are you kidding me? But what is Brady doing that has, has Brady won them a football game yet? Yes, yes last, last, last week against the
5: Chargers, last week. So, all right, I'll, I'll I got this, Mike. I got this. No, no, so last week against the Chargers, now Justin Herbert is, is out playing him in the first half. Brady throws a pick six. Everybody on Twitter is like, "Oh my God, Brady is 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 trash." You know, we even made jokes on on our group chat. And then what happens? La makes a turnover, and I said, "I I guarantee you, he's going to score before the half." They come in there, he scores before the half. I said, "They just lost this game because we've seen it for twenty years in New England. Whenever he gets a glimmer of hope, it's over."
3: and it's not only did over. and yeah. not only did tom win them win them that game bobby uh, i know it fit your narrative for this week where you said mike evans had two catches for two yards but last week he had seven for 122 and a touchdown all right so, exactly thank so, you so so i i think i think the problem is here no i i actually like what bobby's saying because i don't I don't disagree, but I, I disagree with the Jameis Winston point. Jameis Winston was a 30-touchdown, 30 30-interception 30 guy. I mean, like, he's he's one of the only guys ever to do it in the NFL, and that's insane that he had almost two interceptions and two touchdowns per game. So you bring Tom Brady in there, and like Dave just said, you are you have the team there, and you're inserting Tom into it. it. It's not the other way around like it was for 20 I mean, you could realistically say – that the first two years that Tom started, 01 and 02, those were the two years where that team wasn't built around him. And then 03, 04 is when Bill was able to start building around him. Contracts became cyclical you were able to to bring guys in. Uh, you were able to bring in your own defense and start working, working things in around him that way in Tampa, he does have to walk in and maybe there isn't the same intensity down there as there is up here. Maybe Bruce Arians is that much more laid back. Uh, we know that he had heart issues after he left Arizona. So maybe he's just trying to keep it calm in South Florida, who knows? But I, I think one of the biggest things with Tom Brady is that he's, not going to have, and he didn't have five touchdown games here every week either. But what he needs to do is understand that that's not Bill Belichick led Patriots down there in Tampa, and that those guys have to understand where he's coming from and understand what kind of an offense and what kind of a system Tom is coming from to to be blowing up at guys like that. You don't see quarterbacks blow up like at guys like that like Tom Brady does. And Tom Brady might seem as though he's getting angry with everybody else, but there are times where you can see it on his face he's upset with himself. Yes. And I see that a lot in Tampa Bay now and I thought back in back when he was with New England it was like, "Oh wow, he's he's upset with somebody." He was upset with himself. And you just you just didn't see it because of but where he is now, I mean, I don't think this team is going to be twelve and four. I really don't. I mean, eleven and five. But I don't. I, I don't either. But,
1: and and I'll tell you this uh, to to your point there. It's it, the uh the myth of Tom Brady is gone. The 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 amount of teams that used to come in because of everything that you were getting um, to New England. If everything went the same way. Uh, as the Bears Thursday night game, and that was a New England Belichick-Tom Brady team, if everything went the same way, they find a way to win because the Bears come in half beat already, you know, because you're going in to play Tom Brady and and Bill Belichick and or, like, in New England or whatever set of circumstances apply there. There's no myth around him anymore. He looks so human now. Like, he might not be playing that much worse than he was playing, like, last year, but it's so much more noticeable now because, as we discussed Weeks ago before the NFL season even started, the microscope is just different because he's so human. And you're never gonna see him win another Super Bowl. And you're starting to see that become true. And it's such a hard thing to believe because there was already a few of those moments. But this one looks like the real thing because he can't win a game on being Tom Brady anymore. You know, he has to go and actually win that game. And it's not as big as the drop off of Peyton Manning, but that mythos is is non-existent anymore. So.
3: I, I don't wanna say that he needs bill belichick and that the, the i well i don't want to say it mike i i don't think he needs bill belichick but i think it's going to take just as much as it's going to take B- bill's not going to win a super bowl with cam if that's but if bill's that's still Rondo. got that
1: thing though that i just said like bill no, still sure. got that i'm scared of going to plate bill belichick thing he retained that and tom didn't and that's <laughs> telling i think
3: absolutely and we see it with cam newton already because of the way that cam runs that, that style of offense which i think i, I think uh, Josh McDaniels has too much of a chubby for, for the style of offense that he can run with Cam Newton, because we talked about it before, Bobby, when we talked about uh Tim Tebow in that kind of an offense, like that's, that's his kind of game, which is kind of scary to me, but you're, you're absolutely right, Dave, to, to get back to the point. You're absolutely right. Bill Belichick still has that. You come into new England, you're still playing Bill Belichick. So he has that factor. I think there is some of that still left when you go to play Tom Brady but but Bill Belichick whether he's 45 or 65 is st- is still as sharp as as ever. Where Tom Brady do- he looks 43 this year. I'll give, I'll 43. give you that much. But I mean, but Mike and but I I saw you I saw you reacting. Yeah. I don't think he needs Bill Belichick where I think he needs Bill Belichick is managing the people around him
4: yes no yeah absolutely and and i think a a, a huge part of his greatness was the fact that he only had to focus on his part of the the overall game plan of being great right but like this whole he he looks human this whole this that whole take narrative so far uh he has uh you know 1300 yards passing 12 touchdowns four interceptions and a, a a completion percentage of 63 and a half those are all better than every season or, or on par with every season of his career. Still at 43. Yeah. A, age and statistics don't lie though dude he is still cranking it at 43
1: years old you can point to whatever you want to point to tk i'm, I'm telling po- i'm pointing to a book that says how to lie with statistics i'm well, talking I, about intangibles here Mike.
0: yeah it's i just think old eye he's, he's, he's if, i was eye just tests. gonna say it's the eye test that you see you see these throws that he always made that that were always on point and, and now he's just a little bit behind or he's do you just, doubt he's not do you, do you doubt that he'll make the throw or that the receiver will drop the pass i doubt he'll make the throw and, and and you, you can't see blame his weapons. He's got weapons, right? I, I think I, I just I, I'm with you where I think it does look like he's a little more human than we've seen in the past. I think this is the season that we see great quarterbacks do take that that next age step when it comes to Brady, when it comes to breeze. You're seeing these guys look old and that's just what they do. Like I said, when was the last time you saw Brady stretch the field? Actually, Anybody throw the ball never 45- the
3: field
0: last week. Five touchdowns.
3: Well, no, no, no. But, Five red zone touchdowns. But Bobby's talking no, about – No, 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 no. Know, they weren't It wasn't all red zone touchdowns. But Bobby's talking about throwing the ball 40, 45. I haven't seen him throw the ball like that since 2007. I mean, that's that's never been his M.O. I think one of the biggest things here is the fact – I going back to what – I believe it was Mike – He's got too many weapons. Too many weapons. Well and, and I and he can't he can't use anybody as a binky here like he could do, not yet, like he could do with Edelman in New England. And not only that, he's having a hard time getting guys to stay healthy.
4: Yeah. Not not not, oh, to not, not him, but guys yeah, aren't healthy. So not to turn this into like the Brady show, but like what I meant by do you so like in a in a big time situation, right? To your intangibles point, Bobby and DK, we know that Brady will make the throw. None of these receivers have ever been in a pressure high win situation. Do you trust them to make the catch? That's my argument. I think he'll still make the throw, but he doesn't have an Edelman. He doesn't have an Amendola or well, actually he kind of he does have Gronk, but he has a, a an older version of Gronk. A shell of Gronk.
1: Whatever the reason, whatever the reason, I was less scared of him than I ever have been watching him play the Bears last week. So whether it's the receiver's fault or his fault or whatever, something there's a chink in the armor now that's never been there before. And I think I just watched it happen. I just, I just witnessed it. And like when Bobby says spread the field, I think what he means is the new England style offense was just different in a way that he could run, hurry ups, confuse defenses, get them tired, move the ball with athletic receivers, dump it over the middle of the, like over the middle of the pack and have a guy like Julian Ellman or Wes Welker or Danny Woodhead make a play. And I think that, the, offense, the offensive style is different, and if he still had that level of Tom Brady eliteness, he would be able to make the switch a little bit better, and it doesn't seem like that's what's happening, to but, me at least. I mean, no, that,
5: that's, that's a fair point. I, I do think that uh, – and, I mean, he wasn't a big name coming into this season, but I do think by the end of the year he'll be a guy that will become like the Elderman, and that's Scotty Miller. Um, I, I, he, he's been making those type of guys his whole career. And I think Scotty Miller is that next guy. So I do think the more time that Scotty Miller and him get on the field, you'll see him turn into that Edelman or the Amendola, you know, you know or the Danny Woodhead, so to speak. And who knows? Maybe that's what, that's what, uh, you know, Fournette becomes if he, you know, he becomes that running back today that, they, that they've had, or, you know, is it Ronald Jones or whatever? Like, who who knows what what they'll do? But I don't, I don't, to me, he's still far from done because, like I said, we didn't we didn't say anything after the five touchdowns last week, right. and obviously he's not going to throw for five touchdowns every game. But if he's still throwing around sixty five percent of sixty completing sixty five percent of his passes, um, that's that's not bad, and that's still better than most quarterbacks in the league to be honest. So um, twelve to four, that's a three to one ratio. Like any, at, there's so many teams that would take that on the team right now. Four to three or not.
3: So to, to um to, to go to Rashawn's point of why we didn't talk about Tom Brady's five touchdown performance last week uh, it's because episode 10 of the SMSW podcast uh was our first trivia show after four weeks of the NFL and that can be found wherever you find and listen to your podcast uh listen to episode 10 and again go back and check out episodes five and six where we did our NFL predictions prior to the season Bobby's getting fired up about uh Andy Dalton over there and uh so and also with the in the interest of not making this the Tom Brady show let's look at uh, a few games uh from week five here uh the first one being the Houston Texans 30 to 14 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. A couple of interesting points uh, in this game. Uh, one is that Bill O'Brien was fired as the head coach and general manager of the Houston Texans last week. Uh, there there has been no confirmation if he fired himself as head coach before <laughs> he was fired as GM, uh, but he was fired as head coach and GM last week. Romeo Cornell uh, named interim 73 years old. Romeo Cornell is the oldest person to coach a game in the NFL passing George Hallis who did it at the age of 72 and the Houston Texans win today uh, 30 to 14 as we mentioned in the previous segment they're now one and four I think nine and seven is still um, a a reachable record and I think one of the most telling parts of this uh, after the game JJ Watt tweeted fun finally I yeah. think that's very telling of so, what, what it was under Bill O'Brien.
4: I have a couple of problems with that, though, right? So I, I do – I think that, you know, uh, Bill O'Brien after trading away Hopkins, you, you, I mean, that's just one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen. <clears throat> so why do you why do you fire him four games in? It's because the inmates uh, – I don't want to say that, but, but it's, it's because the players are dictating who the coach is. And that should never, that, that should not happen. You should finish well, I, out. I just,
3: hang on a second. I disagree with that wholeheartedly because if that was the case, he would have been fired before the season.
0: Yeah. And I, I disagree just to the point that the, the stories that were coming out about Bill O'Brien were so, so what's the word I'm looking for? Demeating. Um, they were so telling of what was going on with that team that they were saying they weren't, they were scared to make mistakes in practice. You can't be a football team and be afraid to make mistakes in practice. That is where you make your mistakes. That's where you, you find things that, that are wrong with your offense. You find things that are wrong with your defense. You find, you, you find a way to fill in those holes. So to, to expect perfection, we day in and day out. Just to me, as a football team, that's not a way to, to proceed and be able to take that next step.
4: All I'm saying is that in any other sport, if, if we hear that a player is the reason why a coach gets fired. We call that player like a prima donna, right? That, oh, that,
3: like, uh, like uh, who's that guy in LA? What's his name? Yeah, LeBron. One oh, oh, that's him. Yeah,
4: exactly. So, I mean, I, 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 love JJ Watt. I, and I actually, you know, I love Romeo Cornell too. I, I think that this team has a really good chance to rebound. I think that I don't think, I obviously don't think that, uh, that O'Brien was getting the most out of Watson or David Johnson or some of the, some of the other weapons this year but I don't like the fact I would have much rather preferred him get fired and say this was a, an ownership decision, not a player, not a player move. I I don't, I, I don't like that, but that's just me, I guess.
3: No, oh, sure, but but that's that's why we, we hold team meetings, and team meetings and everything happens in every sport. We hear about them in the MLB a lot. I think uh, we hear about them in the NHL. So I, I think the NBA is the one where you hear about them the most because I think they do happen the most there. I think in the NBA also there's such a concentration of players with only having, you know, 12 to 15 on an active roster where those players have a little bit more say because there's there's probably less uh there's probably more attrition to how the top players on the team feel about those coaches where in the nfl you might be a little bit different because the defensive unit might love the head coach and the offensive unit might hate the head coach so i i don't i don't necessarily disagree with your point there mike but i i think I think what it came down to was that it was the final straw and somebody said it in our Slack chat. I think it might've been, been Bobby, but how do you not fire that guy after he does what he does with Deandre Hopkins? So, but, and then what I, Bobby and I went on a a little back and forth there uh, where we were pretty much in agreement, Bobby, but how this was kind of Bill Belichick esque, right? How, how Bill O'Brien tried to, or he tried to be Bill Belichick esque in the way that he ran uh, his, his program in Houston. And I think that that was really what was the detrimental point. Deandre Hopkins had come out and been very vocal against Bill O'Brien. And I don't think Deandre Hopkins wanted to leave Houston. I think he loved playing with, with Deshaun Watson. I think he loved playing with T uh, with JJ Watt. Uh, I, I really do think he liked the guys on his team, but at the end of the day, he had such a disagreement with, with Bill O'Brien that he was like, man, do what you got to do. And Bill was like, you're right. You know what? I'm the GM. I'm, I'm the, the, the judge, the jury, and the executioner. See you later. You're going to Arizona. And I think he tried to get something out of it by, by getting David Johnson away from them. But David Johnson has been a shell of himself for two to three seasons and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So I, I, I think just a, a big point to this is that it was time for, for Bill O'Brien to go and, and, this may not have been the best time, but I think at the end of the day, we're going to see that it was the best time because they, they did look like they were having fun. They looked like a completely different football team today. One one last in, thing in, DK, in, just... in,
1: in, in Bill O'Brien's defense, just is, since this has been the Bill O'Brien, like let's shit on Bill O'Brien show in his defense, he's had injury prone stars on that team that haven't shown up for entire seasons. He loses Will Fuller, like at some point, inevitably every single season, who's the biggest weapon on that offense? Or like now is the biggest weapon on that offense. And in my experience, I'm not saying this is always true, but if your players are coming out and like celebrating that a coach got fired, like after the fact, it, it seems like they're passing the buck a little bit. And I think that there's a there's a good chance that there's other systemic issues in that Texans organization that we don't see that uh, Bill O'Brien may be responsible for, but is is not going to if you're not going to fix it by firing him. So I think. There's some leadership issues there. I think that there's some durability issues there that aren't going to get addressed by firing your head coach. It's not a fix-all because I th- I don't think he was like, if you're talking about a culture issue, your your, your head coach might have established it. He might have endorsed it or, or helped it grow. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I don't know if, if, if cutting off his head is, is going to solve all your problems if Will Fuller still gets hurt like three quarters of the way through every single season. And if Deshaun has the kind of production that he's been having this season, you know what I mean? It's like, that's not all his fault. Just, just one, one last, one last question for, for everybody. Um, When
4: was the last time that you saw a head coach get fired because of a player that was not a quarterback?
1: Um, well, I don't know if he got fired because of the player though. I think he got fired because he k- couldn't win any games of football. Well, well no, it,
4: it, it was it was released. It was it was a locker room like uh, like dispute between him and JJ Watt where it led to
1: a player mutiny. And, coach.
0: and yeah. I, I think it was the last straw though. I think it's really that's what it was. Is yeah, it's not as if it, he had no ground to stand. There was on, is a lot right. There was a lot of things that led to it. And, and the one thing that stands out to me when it comes down to it is how on earth, as an organization, can you allow this man to trade away? I get that there's financial implications. Listen, I get that. But if you thought there was any inkling that this man could be gone halfway through your season, how do you let him trade away DeAndre Hopkins? I, I will never understand that. It's as if, think about if you know you have one foot out the door in an organization or you know someone does and you let them make such a big decision for your organization and then can him a month later. Like To me, just as an organization, that'll never make sense to me, ever. Well, maybe that just means it's a poorly run organization. That's very possible.
3: So, playing off of the Bill O'Brien firing from Houston, and you know we don't necessarily like to see people lose their jobs here on the SNSW podcast, but we are going to move into an award that I really don't want to name after the guy. We were going to originally name it the Bill O'Brien Award. um, Trying to predict the next coach that's going to be fired.
1: Who cares? Bill O'Brien Award. Who who cares? It's
3: the Bill O'Brien Award. So here we go. I like it. And and the way the way. We're going to play this game as all six of us. Uh, I will go last. We'll come up with the head coach. We believe we will nominate the head coach that we believe will be fired next in the NFL. Uh, We won't find out the winner until it happens. And here's the one rule. Dan Quinn, it cannot be your nominee. I'm sorry, Mike. You can't try and win that easily. Dan Quinn cannot be your nominee because the Atlanta Falcons came out today and said that they were going to, there was actually conflicting reports at first. Uh, Craig came out and was like, Dan Quinn gone, but it was actually conflicting. Monday, right?
1: It's like, it's definitely happening Monday.
3: Probably saying that they were going to make the decision on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, There's no way. That Atlanta holds on to Dan Quinn as their head coach. I don't think Arthur Blank is a great owner, but I don't think he can screw this one up. So, so next time, coach fired again. after
1: Dan Quinn is, so next, is what we're doing. <laughs> yes,
3: the Bill O'Brien Award will go to uh, uh, the Bill O'Brien Award dedicated to Dan Quinn, will go to the coach fired after Dan Quinn. Rayshon, you're first.
5: No, so, um, I am going with Matt Patricia. Uh, he, he, he needs, it's
3: you know, a bye week know. for the lions. They can't even lose. Well,
5: that's, well, that's cool. Well, you know, just like to say how you get fired on your day off or well, he, he needs to get fired <laughs> on his day off. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I that just needs to go. Um, yeah, he, he he needs to go. He He's done nothing in Detroit and yes, he has some players to get hurt too, but you know, you've built no culture. You know, the only thing growing is your beard. So it's, it's time for you to go, sir.
3: Bob Kelly, who's your who's your Dan Quinn award? All right, your Dan Quinn award, your Bill O'Brien award.
0: Yeah, they both work. Um, so i right. <laughs> not, not not to twist it on the first on the first award, but I'm not going head coach. I'm going defensive coordinator, and that's Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. This man has run such an atrocious defense to this point that I I don't see another nominee. Not only has he been bad this year, but this man has been the worst defensive coordinator in the last four years that he's been defensive coordinator. All right. Two times as head coach with the San Francisco 49ers, he had the worst ranked defense. and three out of four years with the Atlanta Falcons, he had a bottom four ranked defense. The writing's on the wall. I don't think there's any more else that you can say about it. It's like this man cannot coordinate a defense. It is Plain and simple. If you can't stop a Jason Garrett led Giants offense without Saquon Barkley, then I don't want you any part of my football team. Mike Nolan, 100% Bill O'Brien, Brian Ward.
3: Mike Marcangelo. All
4: right. So I would say that Adam Gase would probably be the, the, the person to be fired, but I don't think that the Jets care enough. Number one, they're probably going to tank for Trevor. Um, and two, you know what? No, Adam, you know, F it, Adam Gase. You know what he said after the game today? He said, I don't, I don't really understand why this is happening because it doesn't match up to what I'm seeing in practice. That's coaching. That's all coaching.
1: Fire him. Now. Go ahead. DK. Dave, Dave Clark. All right. Well, going last on this one's tough because in, in actual order, I think <laughs> the next coach fire got picked. Um, All my, all my guesses got picked. So I'm going to go with a little bit of a weird one. I don't think he's going to get fired. But I think the next prominent coach to leave their job will be Josh McDaniels, because I think he's going to go take the Texans head coach job. I think that it's the smartest, the smartest play for anyone needing a head coach right now is to go and get Josh McDaniels. So I think the next, I think Bill Belichick will. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think he'll do a really good job in Texas. I've been an advocate, even though, again, not a Pats fan. But I've been an advocate for Josh McDaniels as a head coach for a long time. I think he got dealt a tough hand in Denver. He definitely did make some young coach mistakes, but I don't think he got enough time or rope. Um, I think that Texans team is built for him. I think he can do a lot of the cool stuff that he's been doing with Cam Newton. Over there with uh, Deshaun Watson, who is more explosive, younger, and has more tools um, and they need a young guy. They definitely need a young guy over there. So if they haven't thought about it yet, I would recommend that the Houston Texans, they're a badly run organization, don't get me wrong, but I would recommend the Houston Texans go and look for Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. Uh, mercy fire him so he can get a promotion. So
3: now d- does that I happen? Like that a lot. W- would you say that that happens during the season or does Romeo
1: finish the season out? I think that it happens uh, on Wednesday. Wow.
3: Whoa. Yeah. Hang on. That's, that's pretty big. All right, let's finish take. this. Let's finish this and come back to that hot take. Craig, do you have a a coach who you believe is going to get fired next?
2: You know, I'm looking through all the head coaches right now. I'm looking at them all. And there's really none of them that have been spoken for already that can justifiably say, oh, they're going to get fired. But I look at at Kyle Shanahan, and I think maybe he could be the next one. You know, he does not have a winning record as a 49ers head coach. They went to the Super Bowl last year, but they've only had one, one NFC Championship, one NFC East, uh, NFC West Championship. If I had to pick one, you know, I'm looking through them all, and I'm trying to think of one that, you know, could possibly be the next one that has been mentioned. I can't name any of them besides maybe, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan, maybe Doug Peterson or someone like that. But other than that, you know, head coaching in the NFL right now is not as bad as we make it out to be.
4: I'll also tell I, you right I now. I you know,
5: mention, but go ahead,
4: Mike. I was going to say, I think that Mike McCarthy's job was just saved yep. by Dak Prescott's injury right. because it, 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 I, I think yep. if, if he's the starter and they go and, or they go one and five, one and six, like you have to can him. But now I don't think so. Yeah, now, it. I think but, now no, he's safe for at least one more year. I, 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 I'm,
5: I'm with I'm with you, Mike. I, I was about to say him. That was my honorable mention because if like I said Dak that, that getting hurt is you know it's awful, obviously, but had they went six and ten, five and eleven, you know, four and twelve. He's going to go and do not compare to Jason Get, Garrett because Jason Garrett was there for 10 no, no. years and he clapped
0: all the all time all I am going to say though is it, it I said at the beginning of the season it's Groundhog's Day in Dallas all over again we're they already fire him anyway. we're they already fire talking him anyway. about it's already
1: clear it's already already
0: we're already talking about an injured quarterback saving the Dallas Cowboys head coach job <laughs> and it is week 5 <laughs> and i had been talking about this for 10 years and i thought it was over <laughs> hang on so, i don't i don't know we are again i don't know I
3: don't agree with it because I think Bobby's on to something with the defensive coordinator. I think Mike McCarthy is a good head coach, but I think if the defensive coordinator isn't fired by the Dallas Cowboys after this performance against the New York giants, there's a, there's a big problem because this giants team is, I mean, they're an NFL team, but they're, they're bad. So here's mine. Originally I had Zach Taylor of the Bengals being the first one to go. I was clearly already wrong. I also don't think. Wait, he's I, going have to I have a question. I have a question. Yeah,
1: are you just going to give yourself the award then if you're going to nominate someone? Because that seems like <laughs> no, that no, no, seems no. like a conflict no. of interest.
3: My, my, my nominee is going to tell you who the winner is. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So uh, I thought it was going to be Zach Taylor initially. Um, Mike kind of talked to me off a ledge at that point was like, you know, give him some time with Joe Burrow. Um I put this in, in the show notes as well that I think Joe Burrow might be the real deal. Um they did lose today, but the winner that I'm the I'm gonna pick the winner, even though we can't really pick it until it happens. So I'm gonna call it my nominee and I don't care that I'm repeating is Adam Gase. I think Adam Gase is an absolute Fraud. I, I I don't understand how one Mike, you said it for me because that was going to be my point on what he said after the game. It's not what I see in practice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is the guy that brought the Miami dolphins to their last playoff appearance three years ago. Like he, if you want to see anybody, a team that has had terrible head coaches Go to the Miami Dolphins and look at Joe Philbin and Adam Gase because I think they have a very good head coach now. In in you Brian hated Clowness. Adam Gase
1: for weeks now. You've been saying this. Oh, I've been oh, be, because I be, because I I think I think Sam Darnold's
3: getting the the short end of the stick. I think Sam Darnold is a better NFL quarterback than Carson Wentz, and 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 he's get and, and he can't do anything because Adam Gase is his freaking head coach. And I, I had an honorable mention and Craig said it, Craig, who else did you say besides Kyle Shanahan? You said somebody else and I can't remember who it was. Doug Peterson. Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. Doug Peterson yeah. is my honorable mention because that Philadelphia team, um, first of all, I understand sticking with Carson Wentz. I understand why he did it. I understand what he was trying to do there, but to let Nick falls who won you a super bowl, walk out the door. Is insane to me. Well, that's absolutely insane. At that point, though. you yeah. can't
4: you can't pay a backup what he was what he was gonna get on the open market. So but right? now so you, but now, now we're getting into choice.
3: the organization. But now we're getting into the organization again, right? So did the organization just like just like the organization seemingly did with Jimmy Garoppolo in New England, is the organizational decision getting in the way of the coaching decision where they could have traded Carson Wentz away who can't stay healthy, yet they could have traded him away for what basically whatever they wanted and had Nick Foles still at, at quarterback. And ever since Nick Foles has left, that team has just gotten progressively worse. So is that the organization stepping in, just like we're talking about with Houston and New England? Well, I, I mean, think they we,
5: were think, 10 and one. They were 10 and one with him before he yeah. got hurt that year. Yeah. You know I I think, I, and I think that's what put, sorry, Mike, but that's, I think that's what put them in that position. Like, okay, he, he got hurt, but we saw him on the field. Like when he's, when he's on, he's on. And he he, he could play he could play he could play quarterback like I, I'm not here to bash Carson Wentz sure. but I think that if um like I like Jalen Hurts like I wanted him to get drafted in the second round by New England but that didn't happen he get up going to Philly but I feel like uh, it's the same thing that was going on in Chicago too like you had because those guys like went and Trubisky went so high even if you don't feel that they're the guy but because you took them so high and you basically mortgaged your future so to speak to them it's like I you have to give them quote unquote unlimited chances. Until you just feel like okay, they're no longer the guy, and that's what's happening in Philadelphia, unfortunately, and it may lead to their demise. Um, but you know, it is what it is.
4: Here's what I would say for for Peterson though: like you you can't grade him on on just like the uh, on when's being hurt, right? You have to grade him on how he coaches the team when his star goes down. And to his credit, his star went down, and they won a Super Bowl. So right? so so, do,
3: so does maybe his job get saved? Kind of like you just said about Dak getting injured. Like does maybe Carson Wentz? Being injured, which to Ray Ray, the way I I handle your point is that you think he's kind of like Ben Roethlisberger right now. He's not 100 percent. He's not ready to go. Is that the kind of situation? So Doug Peterson's going to get to hang around.
1: No, what saved what saves Doug Peterson's job is the same thing that saved Mike McCarthy's job for years that uh, that shouldn't have is that he is a Super Bowl winner. It's undeniable. You can't take that away from him. And they won that Super Bowl because of him. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, Nick Foles, you know, but like he designed really clever plays. He beat the Patriots at their own game you know how I know he did all this stuff because he then went on a a self congratulation tour for a year and a half, wrote a book, how I did it or whatever it was called. It was like this, they had like like the book. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's just like, he was very self congratulatory and like really took the shine off of that achievement for me, like very, very quickly. But I think that's what's saving his job. I think the fact of the matter is he's got a ring
0: and that's four years, (laughs) four years. That's the, that's the, that's the, you know? the cushion when it comes to Super Bowl. Is that how long McCarthy lasted? I think it was about four years. Yeah, four to but five But he years.
1: got fired because he got into it with Aaron Rodgers, though, right, too. Right. Like, he even still had more rope after that. But he got into it with Aaron Rodgers, and it was like, obviously, we're going to side with Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's also a Super Bowl winner. Bye. But I think that he could have stuck around as a cancer in that place for longer. Probably like he's going to do in Dallas, if I'm being honest. I'd but, yeah, if- what's what's saving his job is definitely the fact that he's, he's won them a ship. You know what I mean? And um, – And the next year, the same thing
4: happened, and he went back to the playoffs and made made another run. Like So he's proven that his coaching can get you to the playoffs. Now, does he need a star player? Sure. Are we going to call Nick Foles a star player? I think Nick Foles was a star of that Super Bowl, to DK's point, because of Peterson's
1: game plan. So, As much as he's my quarterback, though, too, there was no game tape on the guy, really. Like, you, you went in and you had all these, like, weird things that Nick Foles did that, like, Belichick really couldn't prepare for, like, that much. So yep. now there's tape on him. Obviously, like, his performance is going to be a little bit more sus. But, like, same thing with Peterson, though. Like, he he might be out of ideas. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Like, he might have been an early, an early bloomer. Or
3: or maybe, maybe, to, to Rayshon's point, which, again, is how I'm interpreting what Rayshon said, Carson Wentz isn't healthy. I don't I don't. And you know what now thinking about it? I don't think he is. So, Dave, I uh, absolutely agree. I agree with your point. But I, I think that Carson Wentz isn't healthy. And that's if part he's of not healthy,
1: why. why is Doug Peterson? I watched that game today. If he's not healthy, why is Doug Peterson running option plays with him and letting him run up the middle with the ball? If, if, ben, Roethlis, Roethlis, if, ben, Roethlis,
3: if ben Roethlisberger wasn't healthy, why was he doing the things he was doing? Like, I mean, granted, like he, he was just had no protection.
1: Year. His thing was he had no protection. Like they were running plays for Nick uh, for uh, Carson Wentz today, like designed to like have him get hit. You know what I mean? To like go to his strengths or whatever. Like have him make plays. That's that's not like that's. And he's also he's making boneheaded throws. It's so not if he like started an 10 injury. and one
3: that season. Why? Sorry, I, and I, you're gonna go like to where I, yeah, I no, it's a valid question. question.
1: It's a completely valid question. Go ahead.
3: They went They went 10 and one, so how did they go 10 and one that season? He gets That's injured. What is, I really, I really, think what it's, happened? I
1: really think it's a game tape issue. I think that Doug Peterson came in, I think he, he called a lot of unconventional offensive plays. Mm-hmm. I think that he ran a very cushioned defense that was like. Kind of like that one year, the year, either the year previous or two years previous to that that the Patriots had where there wasn't a lot of names on it, but they had this whole bend, don't break style. Peterson adopted that a little bit. He He absorbed pressure. He kept the ball a lot. There was a lot of stuff that he did that was pretty uh n- like new and innovative in the nfl but that's all stuff that everyone sort of figured out like you remember when the wildcat came in and it was like scorching everybody for like eight minutes yep and then it was like and then belichick i think was the one that was like yeah okay i'm gonna get beat by the wildcat like watch this and well, then well, just like well, figured it out
4: he, he got beat by the, well, Wild- he got, he beat he by the wildcat then he came yeah, back and Rod- Ronnie out, right? Brown, right. ran off yeah, 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 you gotta <laughs>
1: get beat by it
3: once before you see it. so right we got the they never off. let it happen again we got way off base, so the point of this was the Bill O'Brien Award, which I think is safe <laughs> to say we're going to give the Bill O'Brien Award, who will be the third coach in the NFL to be let go because Bill O'Brien has been fired, uh, making way for Romeo Cornell to be the interim head coach in Houston. We assume Dan Quinn is going to be let go in Atlanta. Uh, Adam Gase is is going to be the winner of this award this week because, uh, as if we're going to do it weekly uh, this time around because I think Adam Gase really is the next, next guy to go Um, Mike, I hope they care enough in New York because I don't think I've ever sympathized with Jets fans as much to see a guy like Sam Darnold and a team put together that should be a lot better than they are uh, go through that. So guys, let's let's get into the chaos of the NFL because I think we've talked about it already a lot. But let's get into what's actually going on because we're going to be seeing a lot of things happen over the next few weeks that we've really never seen. Uh, The first note I have is Tuesday night football. So this morning, uh sunday when we're when we're on live and you, you can if you're not watching us live you're listening to us sometime on monday or tuesday uh but the bills and titans are set to play what was originally 6 p.m but it looks like it's now a 7 p.m kickoff um on tuesday night so we get tuesday night football this week which is very exciting which means uh, I'm not even sure how this is going to work. We'll have to look at the schedule that I put out. But the Bills, who will play Tuesday night against the Titans, were supposed to play the Ravens on Thursday night next week. So clearly there's not going to be a day between games because the Ravens would just run all over the Bills. So that game is going to get moved. Uh, So we don't know the state uh, as of this exact moment in time. We don't know the state of next week's Thursday night game. Um, the Broncos and Patriots, which was originally moved from Sunday to Monday at 5. PM has now been moved to next week when the Broncos were supposed to play the dolphins. Um, and, and, you know, Broncos players were tweeting before this decision was made uh, about the fairness of this situation. And I'll get into that in a second, but guys, we're talking about a lot of things moving, a lot of moving parts because of COVID-19 and the things going on in the league. Um, Initially this morning, they came out and said, Hey, there's another positive test for the New England Patriots. We'll see what happens. There was also allegedly one for the Tennessee Titans, but they haven't moved that game against Buffalo. So Maybe everything is, is so virtual right now that they don't have to do that. Um, But guys, I mean, what are your initial thoughts on number one, Tuesday night football, uh, the state of the Thursday night possibility uh, not happening. um, And then Broncos players tweeting about the fairness of the situation.
4: Yeah. I mean, so I think Tuesday night football, I think that's. That's going to be interesting, right? Like, would you rather have a Monday, a Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night game as opposed to a Sunday, Monday, and Thursday? Uh, at, down down the line, who knows? I just think that it now, like the players that opted in, and all of us that are, have, have decided to come along for the ride, this is what's going to happen, right? I think the end goal uh, should be to get to whenever whenever the Super Bowl is by that date. If you have to push that back a couple of weeks, maybe we should start. Maybe we should do that. I don't. Every every other league uh, out there. Altered their entire league year to fit uh, to fit the schedule and to make sure that all the games got in. I think that it, it, I think that it will be dumb for them to think that we have to get all the games played and the Super Bowl has to happen on February third or whatever whatever the date is. Let's be a little a, a little lenient there. But fairness, you know, to quote you, Joe, I think fairness is all relative in COVID nineteen era of football, right? I don't think that 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 Goodell is trying to screw any team. I think he's trying to get all of his games in by the by the Super Bowl uh, by that date. I think that's an error. I think that needs to be flexible as well. Uh, but I think that we're gonna we're, we might see a Wednesday night game. We might see Saturday night games before uh, before December. I mean, I think that that's all that, that's all in play.
1: So real quick on on agree, to Mike's Mike. I'm 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 so surprised that, that that's your take on this because I feel like they're doing a bad job. I feel Me like too. Is what, is, Me I, too. I feel like they're doing a bad job of containing positive tests. I think they're, and the, the way that you can know that they're doing a bad job is that there's precedent. Other sports leagues have already done way better, a way better job than the NFL at, at containing spread what, of the virus. What non bubble,
4: what non bubble sports is better because the MLB what, had what a are, huge what
1: you're inven- That's an invented term. Non bubble sports. No, the no, NBA, you- the NBA made decisions in order to prevent people from getting and spreading COVID and save their season. The NFL has not done that. They basically were just like, uh, "I guess we'll test everybody. Let's just play. We won't have preseason games." Like, what difference does that make? Honestly, yeah. you know what I, I think, mean? I like, think this is like, the
4: exact same speed bump that the MLB hit back in July. They went through that like that one, and we those, eviscerated we
1: them for running yeah. their organization yeah, but, terribly. But, but, but then, then they figured it out. But then, then they figured the it
4: out. But then they figured it out. So like, we need to we need to let the NFL figure it out. So so, so my I just hang on, hang
3: on to that point, Dave, where you just said there was already precedent set. Now to, to Mike's point, there's already precedent set, right? So back in July, we ripped the MLB. And that's and I will preface this by saying there is absolutely no reason reason for us not to rip the NFL. We should absolutely rip the NFL, but the reason why we can give them a little bit more leash is because there has been precedent set already. The MLB also plays six to seven games a week. They did schedule in double headers. These are things that you can't just do. So to what Mike was saying is you have to elongate your season because you can only play one game every, let's call, MLB, it, let's call it six days. The MLB was
1: so early in COVID. It was so early. Like, the NFL had all this time to prepare for this. And well, it they basically July. made the reason, the That's, reason, in, in a COVID world, that counts for so much, dude. We know so much months. more than when the MLB were trying to than when the MLB were trying to get back together. Come on, and like it, we it, eviscerated them for that, and the NFL had all this time to prepare. And and this is this is like on brand for them to screw this up in this way. This is like a hundred percent on brand because I don't what know. Are they they're How do you they're following people into the stadium still, even though they're the worst sport for spreading this virus. They're letting fans come in. I I understand that like. On a base level, you're going like, well, they're wearing masks outdoors. Like, it probably won't be a spreader event if you like put them in there. But for the optics, while they're simultaneously losing the battle to COVID and it's looking at at, like at this rate, like their season is going to go down in the shits and everything we've talked about will all be for naught. And they're not coming out with any kind of communication of like, hey, listen, like we get it. We're trying to do a better job or taking any responsibility. I don't get why we we always do this with them with the yeah, NFL. They're like they're like our favorite kid or something yes, because so, you know why? Because the product wait, is so good. Yes, but my main
4: <laughs> point was the that they're screwing this up so much right now because they're unwilling to move the, the
0: yeah. The, the the I NBA think is still sure. Super Bowl. Cool. And I think I think that's another thing too is when you look at what their main focus is, they can keep saying my mo- our main focus is to keep these people safe to keep our players safe that is absolute horseshit your you main objective right, your your main objective is to get your season in in the in without changing your schedule as much lose as, as little money as possible right lose, right that's exactly and I think that's so evident with the fact that they played that past Chiefs games last week there was no reason for them to play that past Chiefs game when it comes down to safety of the players because of how recent people had tested positive the only reason you you play that game is so you don't have to reschedule it and mess with everyone's season that's the only reason that game got played because they knew that this week was also going to be a problem so they knew that canceling last week's game would affect this week's game. And therefore now you're two weeks back. And, and that's the same thing we're looking at with the Titans right now is why they're forcing so much to play on Tuesday because they want to get that game in. Cause if they don't, that's going to mess up their schedule and the way that they have these games planned so bad. And it's going to make them look so bad further down the road. So I just think when they say that they're putting safety first, I think that's the biggest problem for me because I think it's so evident that that's not what they're doing.
4: If they would just move the Super Bowl to the to the last Sunday of February, it every, gives you three
0: th- more weeks. Yeah, this or- could
4: all th- this could all be rectified. Like, let's just put a let's just put a pause on it. Let's make sure we get our, our hand like our, our handle. I agree.
0: But okay. I don't even think you have to put a date on it. I think no, you just say we play well, the Super Bowl when no, we can.
4: They're, they're not, they don't want to go up against March Madness if it happens, right? So they're
0: going to win everything. It doesn't matter if it's March Madness, baseball, basketball. We've but, but, already yeah, seen I, it. They're king. It doesn't matter. But they're, but,
4: they're, but they're causing so much more of an internal or, or an external problem right now. Yeah, to your yeah. point, DK, is because they're, of their unwillingness to adjust the end date. And every other league shifted their entire year and their next year's schedule to make sure that we all that they got their season in safely. The NFL has not done that yet. They, I, I think they probably thought that they were too big or too profitable, or maybe it just won't happen to us. Well, get, guess what? It's happening now. So why don't you make a precedent? Let's, let's just say, you know what? The Super Bowl is not going to be played on the first Sunday of February. If we need to move it, we need to move it. We need to put the best interest of the fans if you want to have them in the stands and the players first. And the only way that we know how to do that is by extending the year. If they say that, you know what? We, you know, all, the evisceration can be over, but until they do say that you're a thousand percent, right.
1: This I think might be extreme because I know you don't want to victim blame. And I know you don't want to, to say like anything is anybody's fault, but I think you could conceivably ask the the players and with the way the coaches have behaved, especially with like mask wearing and like all that stuff and how much of an issue that's been. If you're the NFL, you could conceivably go like, okay, guys, we're trying to get this season done. We're getting too many positive COVID tests. You guys are all wealthy enough. That like the the lowest contract in the NFL is what at this point does anyone know like four hundred grand 50, yeah four hundred and fifty grand you're all wealthy enough that you can self isolate during the regular NFL season and if you get COVID we could start treating it like you got busted like drinking and they put it up on Facebook and start finding them and like taking away extra PT then they already have to to lose for not, you know, passing their COVID test. Like, I mean, we could treat it like it. that. I, I know that's extreme, and I know that you get into a situation like you have with baseball, then, where you piss off all your players. But if you're on the Patriots right now, are you a little pissed at Cam Newton? Because he's the only one that got it. So that means that it wasn't, hey, like, Gilmore. in the... Gilmore. Fine, fine. And there fine, was a but like, squad player. Fine, but, like, wouldn't the outbreak be way worse if it was, like, an internal thing? Like, they went and got it. They so, did something so- stupid and went and got it. So that's, that's part of
3: this whole thing. That's part of this whole thing. And I I think we're actually all a lot closer than we think we are, but can we also make the argument um, that, you know, there there was another test this morning, a presumptive positive from the New York jets that came back negative when retested. Okay. So then everyone on the New York jets jets tested negative. Okay. There's been um, one guy in Kansas city. It was a strength coach. Um, We know that, really of the 32 teams, there has been one team with an actual outbreak and that's the Tennessee Titans. Now we can go into the science of it all, but none of us are scientists, right? We can go into how the the lab in New Jersey came out with 77 positive tests tests before the season. They were retested. All 77 came back negative. We can go into how some guys test negative on a, on a Wednesday and then come back positive on a Thursday, on a, on a Friday on their next test day, because That's, uh, there's not as much science to this virus as people think there is. And it it can't just be done over with. It's never going to go away, right? It's just like every other virus. It's never going to go away. You can't get rid
1: of it. But whatever about the virus itself, the point is in the NFL, if you are the Tennessee Titans, could you put sanctions and fines on the Tennessee Titans if you're the NFL right now? That's where I'm Because you're going like, you guys screwed up. Nobody else screwed up. Is that fair to do? I don't know. Like I like, I feel like you could make the teams responsible for themselves. Just be like, hey, you guys got to contain your stuff so we can like get this well, thing going. We're, we're entering the nature of how
3: we're entering yeah. in week three of this problem. So this is my this is my next. Point I just wouldn't be
1: surprised if the Tennessee Titans were found out to like have lax
0: protocols. And that's what got them a, like an event well, like this. You know, that's what I mean? already been that's already been a story that people have been talking about. Is why have the, the Titans too. right? what is why have they had this? Well, outbreak? Who runs
1: that organization?
0: Right.
1: Well, what you can do, Dak is
0: right. Gruden hate.
4: Yeah, what you can do, <laughs> what you can do for the NFL though is like, okay, you're not doing a bubble, sure. But every player in the MLB or in the NBA and in, in, in the NHL went somewhere and isolated themselves, right? So now you you can you can. Uh, maybe retroactivate like a mandate that says from now on, every player that has opted into playing the NFL has to make sure that they maintain zero contact with anyone outside. Of, outside they already didn't operations.
1: do that. They already didn't yeah, do you that. Can't do that. You
4: can't, you can't do that. So so they could have done that
1: when they did the opt outs and the opt-ins. It's like, so, that could have, that could have been part of the opting in, but yeah. it's too late now. You're right. But
3: So th- this is where, this is where we can't put everything on the NFL and the owners. Okay. Th- this is, this is where I'm going to throw a wrench in all so this players too. Because the players and the the players association signed off on this. And this is another mistake they made in this deal, right? They, I think they assumed as almost as a collective, if they didn't opt out, Mike, as you said, they already had that period, right? They, they, they were already allowed to do that. And the guys that chose not to didn't. So they all, they all were for the most part. I I don't want to speak for everybody in the players association, because we know not every major league baseball player was happy with that, that deal either, but. The majority signed off on what this was. Now, here's another kicker to this. And, Dave, we talk about the Titans now entering week three of this outbreak within the team, 23 people within the organization, which, granted, we're looking at uh, a a large number of people in an organization. But here's a fun one for you and why it kind of validates the Broncos coming out and saying – what is what is going on and why are we getting punished for this? Why did we practice for an entire week for this game to get moved? If a game isn't played as it is written right now, if a it's game a forfeit. is forfeited or canceled – the players don't get a, a game check, and that and that doesn't matter if they play for the team that forfeited or didn't. So now sure. we're talking about people's livelihoods, people's jobs, people's money. That in some maybe they'd be a little Dave, bit more
1: careful, though. You know what I mean? If they maybe, maybe that was but but,
3: the but Dave, but we're but let's let's talk about it this way. Let's talk about the Titans and the Bills. Okay, let's say the Titans are the team that aren't being careful, but the Bills are being careful. So now this game is canceled, and now Josh Allen or let's say the the fifty third guy on the roster isn't isn't getting his game check this week like the bills but, the
1: bills don't forfeit that game though the they Titans don't get that game. They d- but they don't get their game check because right. you got to write a special provision in that. But, now, that, but, 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 but hey
3: but you just said it we can't go back and do it yeah that,
1: that period is past. there's, there's okay. some things you can go back and do I think there is. I think there is pejorative stuff that you could put on certain teams for screwing up their own quarantine. It, it can't be if you opt in. That means you have to isolate because you can't. Like I don't. I think you're in murky legal waters there. But I think what you can do is you can say like, "Hey, we're having some outbreaks, man, and you guys like just phrase it exactly like you just phrased it, Joe. We shouldn't be punishing the Bills because the Titans screwed up. You know what I mean? Like we are. Or don't even don't even put the blame on the Titans. We shouldn't be punishing the Bills. They didn't have an outbreak."
0: And so, I know you know think I, mean? I think that's what it comes down to is what is the NFL's ultimate goal? Is is it to get the season in in that short amount of time? They want to play that game. They want to right, put it or on do TV. they want to play that game? If they just want to play that game, you're not going to see that happen. If their goal is to play the Super Bowl on time, then you absolutely will see forfeits happen. And I don't think that there's any doubt about that. You know so, what I mean? If it comes two straight weeks, teams getting teams can't games canceled, eventually it's going to be like, all right, guys, what are you doing? So here's you know, where it, it comes really down. depends on what their goal is. I think was what it is.
3: So here's where it comes down to brass tacks, right? When we talk about uh, we talk about uh, Mike's thing here, uh, where we we move the Super Bowl out, and this is another point we have to make here. Yes, the NBA and the NHL went into bubbles. Uh, Of the four, uh, uh, and the MLS did it for a little while with the tournament down in Orlando, but now they're having problems as well because they had three games canceled this weekend because three teams came back with COVID tests. Bobby, you're getting, you're getting, you, you beat the Giants. Calm down. So, um, so the, the the MLS kind of did this right at first down in Orlando. The NBA did it right. The M- NHL did it right. Also, the smallest rosters in all of sports. Major League Baseball expanded their roster to 30. Football expanded their roster to 58 or 60, one of the two. Um, and now, so now we're talking about smaller rosters. Um, less money relatively, but in, in sports that make less money, especially in the case of the NHL and the MLS, the NBA might be more on, on par with the MLB, uh, but you can't, you, you also well, then, have to you look
1: can pay you can pay plaque, at least pay practice squad players to, to self quarantine. You can go, Hey, practice squad players, but they've been the, the biggest squad, problem. You can't, you can't go and get COVID or else you're cut from the practice squad.
3: So, but they've been the biggest problem, Dave, right? We've seen it with the Patriots. We've seen it with the Titans. We've seen it with the Chiefs. We've seen it with more than that. We've seen it with the Raiders. So we've seen. Well, Cam was the first one,
1: though, wasn't he? Wasn't he number? Wasn't he chronologically numero uno on the Yeah, chronologically, number one.
3: Right, and then it was the practice squad guy and then Gilmore, who could have been positive when he talked to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. But apparently Patrick Mahomes came back negative. So we also also have to look at this and say that there's not a guarantee that you're going to come down with it or – Maybe Mahomes already had it, and that's why he didn't come back positive. You know, so there's so many variables and there's so many things that go into this whole thing, but also you have to look at the length of the seasons, too, right? Major League Baseball's regular season in a regular year is 25 weeks. Okay. They cut down, they cut that down to 60 games in basically uh, how, many, how many weeks is that? Uh, 10 because they played pretty much every day. So we'll call we'll call it ten weeks. So they cut their season uh, more than in half. The NHL and the NBA did the same thing by bringing everybody into a bubble. The NFL is going to have a problem with that because their season in a typical timeline is twenty four weeks is twenty four weeks long, but they cut four weeks of that off. So now it's only twenty weeks. But you also only play one game a week. So at what point do you just extend the year out? and say, hey, we know that Tony Romo and Jim Nance want all this money for calling the Super Bowl, um, but see how I got Bobby back involved? Huh. We, But you got to talk about the Super Bowl and say, do they want to move that? But I think at this point, to Dave's point, you, you have to be willing to be flexible in this day and age at this point in time. This may be different come the, the fall of 2021 and moving forward. But at this point... Mike, I have to agree with you and say that we have to we have to be flexible and move this. And speaking of the NFL adjustments, and I'll let you guys talk about this before I keep railroading the the segment. Nine teams are going to be affected by this Patriots uh, Patriots Broncos game being moved, and we still don't know if the Titans Bills game. I mean, the Titans Bills game could effectively be moved, right? We're we're just under forty eight hours from that game being played. Uh, But this game is being moved is going to affect New England, Tennessee, Denver, Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami, the Chargers, the Jets, and Jacksonville. And here's how they're going to do it. The Jets and Chargers move from week 6 to week 11. The Jaguars and Chargers moves from week 8 to week 7. Well, that's interesting. The Chargers and Broncos moves from week 11 to week 8. The Chargers Dolphins moves from week seven to week 10 and the Dolphins Broncos moves from week six to 11 changes in the bye week show Denver switches from this week to week uh, from this week to this week, from week eight, new England's from next week to this week, the Chargers from week 10 to next week, the Dolphins will now have their bye week in, um, in next week from week 10 Jacksonville from week seven to week eight and uh, the jets from week 11 to 10. Is this, all of this movement at this point worth not changing the schedule to get the season.
0: No, no. that's what that's, that's, no. that's, that's where I think that is. That was so confusing to me, right? That like it's already a mess. You know what I mean? Like the fact their unwillingness to extend this, to, to draw this out and, and do what they can, to make it more seamless for these players to make it safer for them is just so evident by you just reading all that. Cause it's like, what are you guys doing? Like really, what are you trying to do here? You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're trying to get a season in without an asterisk without stopping it or whatever the case may be. But in the same time is you're now messing with these players and you're going to be messing with the quality of play that everyone's seeing because of all this movement. It's just crazy to me.
4: They are holding themselves accountable to a timeline and to a date that they created. Yeah, like yeah. they Agreed. can move it. So yeah. just move it. Just yeah. do do the right thing and move it. So you know what, the Super Bowl will be will be played in the winter of 2021. Period. That's, That's it. it. End but- of story. It will be played. That's
3: the biggest problem I have with with every sport and really a lot of things in life is everybody's like, we have to do this, and it's like, listen, if Craig released one of our episodes at 1 p.m. on a Thursday instead of 5 a.m. on a Thursday, who the hell cares? It's our show. We make the rules. Craig can do whatever the hell he wants. It's Craig is the, same Craig's thing the one sports. that cares, though. Yeah, that's Craig, true. Craig, Craig, <laughs> Craig doesn't, cares, Craig doesn't sleep. do that. Craig doesn't sleep until that episode is published. But the point is, 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 that we create timelines that we feel we have to stick to. Sorry, Craig. Go ahead. Right.
2: And if you wanted to sound shitty, right.
3: And if we wanted that's to it, sound it, shitty, it. we get another producer that's not Craig, and then it would sound awful. So, but the point is, is that you can change anything that you want. People do it all the time, but we get so stuck on these timelines and in, in yep. our, in our human element that we just, we can't understand why we can't change things.
4: I mean, I'll, I'll, i want to ask a question and Rayshon, I'm, I'm going to ask you because you've been pretty quiet during this entire time. Do you care if the Super Bowl is played on February 3rd, or on, on February, like 23rd, as opposed to February 3rd, like, do you, does it really bother you?
5: I, I could care less, man. Honestly, I think that you should push it. You should push the season to have a week 18 or a week 19. um so you can you can just give teams two buys if they need it. That should be the case, anyways, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, especially under these yeah, especially under these circumstances, give give what um, give what the situation requires, right? So if it requires for you to push something back, then do so, right? So, and like you said, Bobby, this is so on par with what the NFL does. Roger Goodell in the end, since he's been in the NFL, has been very reactionary as opposed to being proactive, right? So. We, we can get on the NFL because if there's any league that should have got it right, it should have been them because if they offseason obviously just started in March when, you know, guys were signing for free agency and getting traded and then, you know, essentially March is when we went to a shutdown. So in that moment, you say, okay, we don't have all the, all the facts right now. We don't know all the science, but because we have six months to devise a plan, you know, less, okay, by April, we'll have this. By May, we'll have this. By June, we'll have this. So on and so forth. that when you get to august and you get to september you know the season is going to be in full force you say here's our plan here's our plan of things changed but just know that whatever we have on paper is subject to change we appreciate your patience fans we appreciate your patience uh tv stations we appreciate your patience and we're going to move together accordingly and you know go uh you know, just kind of move, move, as move, move accordingly as, as we need to. So you like should today. hire Ray as the PR guy. And, and He's got the whole PR
1: on. strategy laid, laid out already, but just that's what I'm saying. There. Ray, Ray yeah, yeah, yeah. should be, all
3: right. You know what, Ray, instead of being uh, taking Adam Silver's job, because I like the job that Adam Silver does, you can have Goodell's job. Just share some of your $42 million salary with us. That's all I ask. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Perfect. Well, Roger right, Goodell so should have won that. the
1: Bill O'Brien award like 10 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm down for so that
3: the, the last thing I want to say on this exact point is that it is going to come down a lot to money, Mike, right? So it's going to come down to, is this a date in a, is, we have to talk about contracts. Now, again, this can go back to Mike's point of contracts are made by us. The two sides should be able to come together and figure out a way. Um, but it is going to come down to contracts, TV contracts, radio contracts, Uh, player contracts and so many other things that are going to factor into all of these decisions. I mean, is there a contract that says we have to get it done on February 3rd? Who knows? So uh, squashing that topic. And now what we're going to do is we have two features coming for you in the last 10 minutes uh, because we, we just kept it going. Craig's like, I'm the producer. I don't even know what you're talking about. The first one, Craig, you know what's coming because it was just mentioned in the chat. Is this week's Gump Award? You didn't have it ready, did you? Uh-uh.
2: No, because we just said in the chat we weren't going to do it. But I'm going to get it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, have did. A,
0: I have. I have a good one. I'm ready for it. All right,
2: hold on. Don't do anything yet. All right, here we go.
0: Live television, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Here we, here we go. Everybody... Well, we not, hang on a second. Hang on a second, Craig. Craig, what? fact check. What do you want? It says
3: Gump Award before this is by 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 Bobby, and then Dave says Gump. No time. And I say, I'm the host. And as Mike would say, I'm just going to throw it down on the table and, and you know, let it flop around.
1: Speaker of the house dick. Speaker, Speaker
4: of the, house, of the dick. house dick.
0: That was me. That was my. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. I've actually was my my quote. never said Jaws.
1: that. I've actually never
4: said that. You're
3: that
0: right. was my it, quote.
3: It's like, I think we're going to need a bigger boat from Jaws. That wasn't the actual quote. Craig, the Forrest Gump Award. <laughs> In this army, to do whatever you tell, my drill sergeant. God damn it, Gump! You're goddamn genius. That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn
5: IQ of 160. You are goddamn gifted, Private Gump.
3: Craig, you're the best, man. All right. I love it. So we go, we go into the Gump Award. Uh, and the, the Gump Award, I can't I can't say it as good as, as Dave. So Dave, tell us the Gump Award.
1: All right. I'm also going to use that opportunity to go first, too, because we did a lot of talking about my selection. Uh, Forrest Gump Award. Dumbest smart guy in sports or smartest dumb guy? So if you listen to the other shows, it's been explained in Forrest Gump. He's supposed to be stupid, but he achieves a lot. And all the people around him are supposed to be smart, and they keep messing up. So my Forrest Gump Award uh, nominee, and I hope I win this week because I invented the damn thing and I couldn't win last week because I nominated John Gruden and apparently I'm participating in a John Gruden fan club podcast. But here we are. (laughs) My nomination was almost John Gruden, but then he beat the Chiefs somehow. So maybe I'm wrong about him. Uh, My nomination is Tom Brady. He didn't even know how many downs that he had. And in the public relations, if not historical war for supremacy. He's now locked into with Bill Belichick that everybody knows about, but nobody like we all want to talk about it, but they won't mention it. He just made himself look like an idiot. Tom Brady, my Forrest come award nominee for being the greatest quarterback of all time and not being able to count to four. Come on, bro. <laughs>
3: that, that will happen. I'm going to go to Ray next for his uh, nominee for the Forrest Gump award.
5: Yeah. So we're, we're keeping a the theme with, with Tampa Bay and I'm actually going with the head coach. Uh, so Bruce Arian. So, you know, he is also someone who he he's a, he's a smart guy um but for you not to be on the same page with your quarterback is is unacceptable right so you know that's something that Brady's been used to you know you are supposed to be the, per, the person that holds uh everybody on the team accountable you know including yourself and the coaching staff so to lose uh to lose of what was, what was going on and then basically not be on the same page in a post game yeah you know he, he should overwhelmingly be the person that wins before it's going to
3: The real BK, Bob Kelly.
0: Uh, So I'm going to go from the same game as these two, and I'm going to go the complete opposite way is I'm going to go Nick Foles. This man, to me, couldn't personify Forrest Gump anymore. Um, You look at what he does, and he does things. He shows up in situations that he has no business being in and somehow comes out on top. Did he have any business beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? No. Did he have any business beating the Bears in the playoffs last year or two years ago, whatever that was? No. Did he have any business beating Tom Brady on Thursday Night Football? No. The thing is, is he did somehow, and he always does somehow. If that doesn't personify Forrest Gump, I don't know what does.
1: I'm going to lose Forrest Gump again this week. I can't believe it. Um, I'm going to have the worst Forrest Gump record, and I invented the Forrest Gump award. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike Marcangelo.
4: So, like, mine mine were already taken, so if if I have to really reach for this, I'm going to say mine's Joe Flacco. Listen, man, like, I know that you want to continue playing football, right? That's that, that's, that's all heart, but you suck, dude. Like you should have hung up two years ago. So he is my epitome of Forrest Gump. You need to use some brains, dude. You, you don't have it anymore. Just, just, just go home.
3: So the winner is going to be Craig. No, the winner of this week's Forrest Gump award is Ray for Bruce Arians. So here's why.
1: It, Dave. He's got two. He's got two wins. I now. got two, Dave, baby. Dave. Two
3: and o, baby. I disagree. Hang on. It was it, Well, I know you would disagree because <laughs> you're a nominee. You had a
0: horse in the race. Of course you disagree. <laughs> but it, it was it was the, It was the the show horse. That, that is for so Gump. all right here
3: let me let me give you let me give you the reasons why you didn't win I'll start with Mike I think Mike's case for Joe I, Flacco I was I I know everybody else was taken um you know mine was gonna be Todd Gurley today and I still would have lost I think your your case for Joe Flacco was weak but I understand why he was your nominee because I agree with you on every single point uh Bobby uh Nick Foles. Kind of agree. He kind of is like a Forrest Gump, isn't he? Like you know, but he shows God, up I be just, like, dude, what is just, this guy doing
0: here right now? But, but he's there just, and he wins. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but
1: great American. Yeah, they're both great. They're both similar in that they're both great Americans.
3: Yeah, when and Nick it, when Nick falls, runs across the country and runs back, and then just tells everybody he's tired and going to go home. That's when he can win. Uh, There's a Dave, reason
0: for his Jenny. Just saying.
3: Dave, I I agree with your Tom. Brady She was point.
0: out of options. Did you not watch that movie? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. What what movie did you see?
0: He's like he Saving went, sorry, Private Ryan. On. So, Dave, as, I, as big
1: as a forest.
0: I,
3: I I agree with your Tom Brady point, but the reason why Rayshon got the the win is because Bruce Arians has been around longer than Tom Brady. Bruce Arians should know how to coach and manage his NFL football team because. He, Every quarterback in the league is not Tom Brady, but coaches should have the wherewithal to at least say in the headset. And maybe it's not him calling the offensive plays, but he is an offensive guy. So maybe it is him, call- or is Byron Leftwich calling the plays down there? Can somebody confirm? I just have me? a
4: hard time believing Byron that is. Byron Leftwich is in Tom Brady's ear. I just have okay. Like- okay. He's he's but, but, either, he's, he's but
1: either, but either way, he's
5: just a guy. He's a jack.
1: But but (laughs) the reason I lost this week is because you're unable to call Tom Brady stupid. It's in your DNA to not be able to call Tom Brady stupid. No,
5: I I, would have, Dave, but you you, you you said you had divs, big fella. So we we had to go with that. Let's let's go back to
1: that. I feel like there's some insider trading going on. Wait, (laughs) wait, wait. Let's go back to my tweet. Let's go back to my tweet from Thursday the the Astros over here.
3: Let's go back to my tweet Thursday night after the game where I want to try and pull it up fast enough for you guys here where I said, what did I say? I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it up fast enough, but basically uh, what I said was, oh, remember when Brian Hoyer lost track of his timeouts last week, then Tom Brady lost track of the downs tonight. He better get ripped just as bad, if not worse than Hoyer in the media and by fans.
1: If you believe that you should give me the Forrest Gump award win. Absolutely not, because
3: <laughs> the coaches, the coaches are still responsible for what's going on. Yes, he should know. But someone, because his helmet definitely does have a headset in it, someone should be in his ear saying, Tommy,
1: you're literally headset. making the point you and Sean are collectively making the point that somebody needs to help Tom Brady count to four. That's 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 legit. That you that's you you think Bruce Arians didn't do his job because he didn't help Tom Brady count to what my six year old niece accomplished years ago? Have your (laughs) your emotions? She
5: she needs to become a coach then. Have your emotions? Apparently, (laughs) Slim Pickens out there.
3: Have your emotions ever gotten the best of you? Because Tom Brady's get the best of him a lot of the and
1: time. And here we are again. And here we are again. It's the defend Tom Brady dance. Yeah, I right. didn't what defend uniform him. He has on. Not, it's a Doesn't fact. It's has fact. That's on. a fact. This is, All right, a, you know this what? is a damn you know what? shame. You know what,
3: Dave? <laughs> As consolation for you losing, it is time for this week's, this month's
1: <laughs> State
3: of the Sizzle. Dave, take it away.
1: Thank you, Joe. Well, it's been another month. And despite my best efforts, I still can't seem to experience time in a relatively normal way in a post-pandemic world. I feel like it could have been yesterday or a decade ago that I last kept our adoring public apprised of the current state of the sizzle. If we are, in fact, living in a simulation like I've increasingly come to suspect, I'm relatively okay with it. So the state of the sizzle, likely simulated sizzle, is great. Yes, the NFL are limping to start their season, but as a product at its roots, it's still so entertaining that we just dedicated two hours to talking about it, so who really cares? Hopefully, this is the worst it gets, and hopefully, as we always hope, these positive cases are handled responsibly, and none of the athletes that have been given a positive diagnosis pass it on to anyone else. The NFL leadership are doing their best, I suppose, but based on results, I think they could be doing better. This is what I wanted to talk about today, leadership. By the next time the simulation uploads a monthly Sunday night sports rap show, election day will have come and gone in the USA, and I hope everyone will have taken advantage of the privilege that has been awarded them. It'll be my first time voting in a presidential election. I wasn't eligible before because I'm an Irish immigrant, so I see it as a privilege perhaps more than some. I encourage you to vote, whoever you vote for, because even in our precious entertainment, the thing we hold so dear, we don't get a choice like that. In sports, if there was an NFL Electoral College, do you really think Jay Cutler would have held down a starting spot on the Bears as long as he did? In sports, we have to hope and pray that leaders emerge on our teams because we don't get a say in it. On the off chance that this isn't a simulation, however minimal that chance may be, exercise your privilege on Election Day or before if you're voting early. If you're voting in Ohio, consider how nice it would have been if you got a say on LeBron's contract talks a few years ago. If you're voting in Pennsylvania, think about how much you'd love to fire Elton Brand right now and how nice it would be to cast a vote to determine that. You, You get the picture. Get pumped like you would for a Pats game. Paint your face if you like. Tailgate beforehand, safely and socially distant, of course. And get up for being a good citizen. In November, cast your ballot. Whatever direction you want to heave that thing, step up in the pocket and throw. Thank you. Really
4: good. It's good.
1: It's it's good shit.
3: Thank it's you. That wonderful. is that is this month's State of the Sizzle. So now we've gone through the Forrest Gump Award, State of the Sizzle. We've talked about the NFL uh, for two hours, and now it's time for our final word from everybody. Uh, I think generally uh, we start with either Mike or Rayshon. So I'm going to start with Bobby this week on the final word.
0: I feel like I, I disagree. I feel like I start almost every time. But right, uh, <laughs> so I, I do have one. I, I know we talked about it already. Shout outs. To Dak Prescott. Uh he's already undergoing emergency surgery tonight. His season's definitely over. That was a gruesome injury. I hope he's all right. Um and, and you know hopefully we see him back in the NFL at the same level that we do right now. Uh, I am like heartbroken over it. I can't believe that just happened. But yeah, anyways.
5: Uh
3: Rayshon, go ahead.
5: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely uh sending prayer's go for Dak. I mean, that's, that was a that was a real nasty you know, injury, man. Um, I mean, I, you know, and everyone knows that. You know, every show that I've been on, I've ended with you know, arresting the cops that you know, killed Breonna Taylor. But um, although I still want those injustices to be uh, taken care of, obviously, you know, I have to share the same sentiment as Dave said and said and state I can't even talk. The state of the sizzle. Um, everyone, go go and vote, y'all. Like it's, it's, it's your civic duty, and obviously, like, you know, we can never tell you who to vote for. Um, but you know, vote early if, if you need to. Just make sure that you get out there because it's, it's really of importance. like it's really, really important. Like you see, my eyes are getting big on screen as you're watching this on Facebook Live. But um, yeah, go go out and do your civic duty. Go and vote, and um, make make your voice heard.
3: Mike, go ahead.
4: So this is not nearly as important as what Rayshawn just said, but what I'm gonna, I'm going to make a plea to the all the players that opted in to play in the NFL. You opted in. Do your part to not spread the virus. Do your part to keep the season intact. Don't be idiots. Isolate if you need to, quarantine if you need to, but please, you chose to opt in, so do whatever you need to do. We've all done it. We've all had to make sacrifices, right? So have you So have you before. Now it's your turn in the season. Make sure that this does not go off the rails. You, you have the ability to change this. Do it.
3: Uh, Dave, do you have any other words or is the state of the sizzle going to
2: be all right? Craig, do you have any final words? So piggybacking off of what Mike just talked about, I would like to remind us all and everyone out there that's listening, watching, whatever you're doing, however you're absorbing this content, you can never have too much of that, that winter is coming literally and figuratively. Normally sports winter happens in the summer where there's nothing happening. But if we lose the NFL, these people are stupid with COVID winter's really coming because there'll be absolutely nothing because maybe they're going to start the NBA up after the start of the new year. We don't know yet, but we could be in a black hole suck coming up. To, we don't want this with- season
1: to end as badly as this game of Thrones ended, which was really bad. That's right. That's but Dave. Facts.
3: Dave, you should have worked on that one, but uh, I thought what Dave was going to say was you're all going to be soccer fans real quick. If the NFL gets, gets canned, because <laughs> you're all going to be watching the English premier league. Let's go Liverpool. Um, my final words to echo, uh, Ray, Mike, Dave, Rob, we we all believe the same thing, right? Get out and vote, whoever you vote for. Uh, it is your civic duty and and you are afforded uh, that right in the United States, uh, no matter who you are, uh, as long as you register uh, and, and are eligible to vote in this country, you do have that right. And there's not a lot of places in this world that say that um, not to bring DAC up again, Bob, um, but the six of us or or five of us. And I I know Ray was still part of the conversation, but uh, we all had a pretty deep conversation on Wednesday night. Um, And to bring up Dak Prescott and Hayden Hurst from a few, from week two of the NFL, when Hayden Hurst walked up to Dak Prescott at the end of the game and said, thank you. You've helped with my mental health. Um, Yesterday was world mental health day. Um, Talk to your friends and family. And if, if there's something going on with you, um, help them figure it out or or let them help you figure it out. Uh, Cause these five guys on the screen help me with that every day. Um, So does my wife who's really stepped up just world mental health day. should be every day guys. Uh, It really should. And uh, go vote and uh, love doing the show with you guys. So does anybody have uh, anything else?
0: Go vote. I think that's a good go, spot go to go. Yeah, go, yeah, go vote. vote. We, we can wrap it on that. I, yeah.
3: like, I like the Bears hat that you just put on at the end of the show here, Dave.
0: It was there. It was just backwards. It
4: was the backwards.
0: Three,
3: the, yeah. the, the, the four <laughs> and one Bears who are going to win the NFC North. Uh, so, Bears. so, guys, thank you for listening to the third uh, Sunday night sports wrap since we revamped the entire show. is it, I think it's the, well, I, it's the, it's the fourth.
1: Oh my God. There's something in the water. Tom Brady can't count to four. Joe <laughs> can't count to four. No, but oh hey, my God, what down different. is it, Joe? It's You're different.
3: fired. I'm drinking, I'm drinking the water in Massachusetts while he's drinking the water in Florida. So, Uh, Either way, what I'm saying is since we revamped and re-released the SNSW podcast, this is the third live show we've done. Uh, This is episode 11. We thank everybody who watched, uh, everybody who listened afterwards. You can find all of our episodes wherever you find your podcast. We referenced a lot of them during this show. Uh, Episodes five and six where we made our NFL predictions. Uh, Episode 10, which, again, these five guys were absolutely phenomenal on doing the trivia show. I can't wait to be a part of the next one. Uh, you guys did a phenomenal job. So, uh, everybody that watched on Facebook live, thank you very much. Everybody, um, listening, uh, on, uh, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading hashtag. Just keep listening, uh, for Ray Sean Buchanan, Mike, Marcangelo, Dave Clark, R- Bob Kelly, the best producer in the game, Craig D'Alessandro. I am Joe Malkin, your host. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.
1: My IG, which is Ozzy underscore Sarah
2: underscore L-A. Electric.